How fucking cool is that? Hey, you weren't expecting that, were you? Now I'm really, I'm really fucking with the format these days, aren't I? Uh, I, I want to keep, you know, I just want to keep it interesting. So that was um, fast song from disc two of um, sensor stacked up XX. Um, that is um, the re-release of Stacked Up um, Sensor. I've been, uh, we've been, they've retweeted the fuck out of um, the last podcast. It's been awesome, um, and thanks a lot if any of you guys are listening. Um, yeah, they've so they basically um, they gave me permission to play uh, to play Fast Song from uh, CD two of the uh, Sensor Stacked Up XX. Um, if that is not in your stocking this Christmas. Um, I'd be disappointed if I was you, and um, if you're looking at getting a stocking filler for somebody, get it. It's really cool. Here's the box. I've got a little box here. This is the this is the thing I tried to buy off them when I when I saw them and they wouldn't sell me. So uh, so I went online and bought it. Uh, we've got a nice booklet in here. There you go. This this is the booklet. Isn't that interesting? Uh, then you get two cardboard sleeved CDs, which is really cool. Um, with all the tracks, so there's basically the whole album is remastered and sounds fucking great. And then there's an, an eleven tracks on CD two. Um, there is um, three songs that were never released, which is uh, twice as Tin Can Hurricane and Fast Song. You just heard um, Fast Song, um, never previously released. So that is a pretty much an exclusive here, motherfuckers. You see how far we've come in in a year. It's amazing, isn't it? With your help this time next year. I'll be fucking playing drums on the new Metallica album. <laughs> Someone's got to. Hey, um, so um, and you also got I also got a little sensor keyring. Oh, bless! Isn't that nice? A little sensor keyring, isn't it? And um, and and a sensor plectrum. Um, so uh, gonna gonna give that as a Christmas gift to one of the uh, one of the guitarists in Acid Rain. That's uh. That should sort me out nicely for Christmas. All of that comes in a really cool box and is autographed by all the members uh, on the inside sleeve. Um, I mean, it's really cool. And the booklet is very cool as well. Tells you all about each individual track as to why um, it didn't get released or the particular mix. So it's basically, it's a guide to CD2. Um, it's a great package. It's a wonderful uh, It's a wonderful addition to any collection. I suggest you get online and you buy that now. Sensor, S-E-N-S-E-R sensor.co.uk get on there get some fucking music purchased um this is pretty cool actually because i've i've just um i've just finished uh episode uh well sorry episode i've just finished part one here we are part two and um and i've just sent it across to um it's actually transferring as we speak on my laptop um uh, across to um, across to Craig, and uh, Craig has just uh, sent me a message because uh, he's all, he's all excited as he's right rightly to be because he wasn't expecting it to appear in his inbox this quickly, um, and uh, for some reason oh there it is yeah here we go what's his message say all right Craig this must be weird for you isn't it because like you remember sending this hey <laughs> um, oh he said oh is that on the server um, right just transferring now mate okay isn't this great listening to somebody. Um, sending a text message. It's I, I've become one of those really annoying people. You know those people who check their phone while you're speaking to them. So it's like while you're actually talking to somebody, they're checking their phone. They're basically saying, "Yeah, okay, you're here, and I'm talking to you, but I just want to see if there's somebody more interesting around on my phone." You cunts! I hate people who do that. If you're one of those people, fucking stop it. It's fucking rude. And as I've just demonstrated by. Uh, Fucking bastard, I still not got that fly. 
couple of attempts while I was mixing down um, part one. Let's let's try and get that fly by the end, by the end of this episode. So here we are, part two, motherfuckers. Um, yeah, uh, this part two is where I get to catch up with a with old friend. Um, uh, Steve Souza, that's coming up very soon. Um, apologies about the sound quality. Um, I, I I did fuck up on this one. I've got no one to blame but myself. I can't blame technology or anything else. I fucked up a little bit. Um, it is quite it's quite um, quiet and dodgy at the beginning, but don't worry. Please hang in there. Uh, it does improve um, and it gets and it gets a lot better and is it, it is very cool um, and it's a really cool chat. Unfortunately, it does stop it. At a dead end where my laptop and everything crashed while I was Skyping him. Luckily, I managed to hold on to this and I've got this fucking this interview. So that's very cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, there you go. And I don't fucking, yeah, okay, look, I apologise and all the rest of it, but you know, who else is out there getting this shit for you guys, huh? Who else? No one. I tell you, it's a really cool interview, Steve. As well, it's um, it's really cool. He kind of kind of drops his guard a little bit about a few things, and um, uh, uh, and you know, we'll we'll let you on a, in on a, a few things that you weren't aware of and you won't have heard anywhere else. It's um, it's it's really cool. Um, so anyway, there was a, still a few other things I I, I did um, want to speak to you guys about. Oh yeah, my um, my uh, my piece of metal merchandise this month is not metal. It's a Duck Duck Go T-shirt. How cool is that? Now, remember I was saying, like, use DuckDuckGo, not Google or any other search engine, because DuckDuckGo, and it is just DuckDuckGo.com or .net or whatever it is, actually. That's really shitty of me, isn't it, just to say, like, I I don't know. Um, uh, Basically, it's a search engine, and um, it it doesn't follow you. It doesn't... um, uh, keep a record of your searches. It's it's awesome, and it's just called DuckDuckGo.com. Um, I can seriously, seriously recommend um, using it. Uh, they're very cool people. Um, it's good to have uh, a resource like that out there where you're not being tracked. Um, and if you sign up, you can get. Uh, if you sign up uh, and basically spread the word of DuckDuckGo. You can get a free T-shirt. How cool is that? Um, well, I mean, free. It's from the states. All you have to do is is pay for um, postage. But I got a really cool shirt. Um, uh, so anyway, and to continue the um, uh, to continue the unprofessionalism that you used to, uh, I'm now switching the laptop off because it is fully charged. Wow, isn't that interesting? So there you go. Uh, that's you. You've you've been listening. You've been listening that long that. My laptop is completely fully charged. That's that's how long this shit has been going on for already. Um, uh, so, oh, by the way, uh, please keep sending in your top fives of the year. It'd be cool to get some of you on the show, uh, one or two of you on the show. I um, I <laughs> I did a surprise on. The, I was speaking to Craig the other morning. It was Sunday morning. We were just having a chat. And um, I didn't tell him I was recording in it. I was just asking him his top five albums and stuff. And then at the end of the conversation, I told him I was recording it for the January podcast. Oh, how we laughed. Oh, oh, honestly, I'm such a crazy guy. You never know when I'm going to ring you up and record it and act like a dick. Um, well, you're used to it by now, isn't it? I mean, fucking hell, if I wasn't a dick, that would pretty much surprise you. Um... So, um, what else we got? Uh, what else we going on? Uh, yeah, um, that TMJ thing I was telling you about my, um, my my jaw. That's it's slowly sorting itself out, but unfortunately, it's um, 
Uh, one of the side effects is tinnitus, which I've always managed to avoid as a as a metal musician all those years ago. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, so I've got a bit of tinnitus, so I've got to stop listening to music on headphones, and it is really fucking me off. Um, so I'm literally just on podcasts on headphones now. Um, and uh, and it's it's really it's really sort of it's it's cut my um uh my consumption of metal down it's 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 fucking i've got metal deficiency man i got a metal deficiency in my life uh i don't know why i'd use that voice um but yeah it's it's a bit of a fucker um it really is and i've noticed i'm not fucking you know getting to listen to my favorite albums as much because obviously uh, you know I, I do a lot of listening on the go and I, and I did a lot of listening on headphones so that's a real fucker but um you know, anyway, anyway not, not that any of you give a shit, but if any of you got tinnitus out there, I feel your pain. I know what you're going through. Um, and just, oh, and just so you know, um, uh, Adam from Acid Rain has very bad tinnitus, and that's um, pretty much the reason why um, he, he's, he's not doing the Acid Rain thing, which is a shame, but there you go. Anyway, uh, what else has been going? Yeah, uh, back to these cores again. Um, I mean, we talked about nature core and stuff back 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 a few episodes ago and somebody told me about boogie death metal seriously boogie death metal is that is that a thing is that really a fucking thing you know do you like boogie death metal are you in a boogie death metal band please do get in touch so we can kick the living shit out of you (laughs) i mean seriously boogie death metal if anybody can tell me who a boogie death metal band are i'd love to know um i also got sent a very interesting link um and uh, this is this is the, the just how fucking weird right the website is called metal female voices fest dot b e that is metal female voices fest dot b e so basically what you're talking about there is um as far as i'm concerned the ultimate in shit metal uh fests it, it i mean w- what are you talking about um feel free to have a look at the um at the website um i'm not quite sure who's on in fact let's have a look right you are you are now essentially just listening to somebody surf the net uh, and i could have actually done this before the show started couldn't i and actually been um been organized um and it's it's amazing i'm just looking at the poster now and it is just it is just fucking hell why the long face dear jesus christ she looks like a horse good no word of a lie fuck me queen of the pies dearie me <laughs> if you well uh, this is really this is really really sexist of me i do appreciate that i am sorry about this but fucking hell it's just it's just weird it's just weird um metal female voices united cover band project starring Elaine Jimenez from Sirena, Maxi Nil, I shit you not, that's her name, Maxi Nil of Jaded Star, um, Carolina Pakan of Skeptical Minds, Iliana Tizaraki of Enemy of Reality, Enemy of Reality, Jesus Christ, fucking Enemy of the Pies, if you ask me. Uh, sorry, this is really, I do apologise. I am aware of how objectifying I'm being and what a tosser, but it's kind of funny too, so can we just carry on for a minute? Um, Mariangela the Murtas of Tristiana. I mean, is that even a fucking name? Sounds like a 
fucking compound. Um, Cassandra novel of of nothing, and she couldn't look any less metal. It's quite cool, actually. I, I like the look of her. And then we've got Psycho Katima of Psycho. That's S A. E-K-O. And she looks like she's fresh out of a Japanese porn film. Um, so there you go. If you want to go to this festival, it's... Um, oh. <laughs> if you want to go to this festival, it was Friday, October the 17th, 2014. Um, yeah, that's that's quite fucking mental and something I'm, uh, I'm definitely not ever going to go to. But there you go. Um, so, yeah. Um, that, that's... <laughs> That's what's been going on in metal. Um, please do, uh, as I said, please do get in touch with your top fives of the year. Mine's coming together quite nicely. Machine Head is definitely going to be in there. That is, I'm fucking really liking the album. Really liking the album. Um, it's it is just very cool, very cool indeed. Um, uh, so anyway, look, that's enough enough babble from me. Um, we've also got uh, you've you've had a song up front. Fucking hell, this is amazing. It's part two. Yes. So. Part two is about to start. Well, it's not. It's started, hasn't it? So, um, anyway, here we go. Um, let's put uh, my chat with Steve Zetro Souza on for y'all to listen to and be prepared for a surprise ending. Here it is. It's me and Steve chatting just a couple of weeks ago. Hello. Hello there. How are you? I'm, I'm very well. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm doing real good. Awesome. Started the day here, so just ready to start the day. <laughs> yeah, man. I, do you know what? I, 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 can't believe it's been as. I, first of all, you know who this is, right? No. <laughs> I was looking forward to this. I used to sing in a band called Acid Rain. Oh no, H! No way! <laughs> oh my God! You look different. You grew up. What the hell happened? <laughs> I know, man. It's what 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 happened to us? What happened to us? We got old. No, no, no. You got old. I sold my soul to the devil. I still have all my hair. I'm still here, man. <laughs> I I have I have actually I have actually got I have actually got some hair. Um, it just looks it looks worse on Skype to be honest. But um, okay. You know what's interesting? I was thinking the other demo. Whatever happened to the guys from Hull, Reanimator? Whatever happened to Acid Rain? I was wondering about that. You know what I mean? It's such a trip because, I mean, for me, you know, the history is, we're, I'm almost 30 years into this now. So, yeah. So it's quite some time. You know what I mean? So, absolutely. And so, and I'm still doing it. And I even have another band that I do with my son called Hatred. I was going to say, you still, so you're still doing Hatred then? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do, because Gary's going to be so, I mean, Slayer's going to put out a new record, and Exodus can't tour with every tour with Slayer. That'll kill Gary. <laughs> yeah. Because we're going to do the States here in about two weeks with Suicidal and Slayer for, I think, 19 shows. So he's going to have to do double duty on those shows. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so it's going to be for, you know, it's it's got to play a half, it's like half an hour, 35 minutes set with Exodus. And I think it's an hour and ten or an hour and fifteen with Slayer, with suicidal in between. Well, hang on, thirty-five minutes with Exodus. That—that's you're on fucking holiday, dude. Thirty-five minutes. Oh, I, know. I love that. You don't even know. I, we just did an hour and forty headlining uh, down in South America with thirteen different hotels and twenty-two different planes. Oh. It was just oh man, it was brutal. It was killer. I mean, the fans really love their music down there. I mean, they come in droves. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I've. Are you singing at all? Or you... Yeah, yeah. Well, look, the story with me is I took you. I, I took your advice. I don't know if you remember. I I remember it really clearly. Um, the when we played the Bradford Queens Hall, um, right. that was the gig. I don't know if you remember where you went through the stage. I do remember when I went through the stage. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. It's the kind of thing that sticks in one's mind, isn't it? Sure. Out of all the gigs I did, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I we did we did our set, and you came up to me afterwards. You watch you were watching a gig in the balcony with Mimi from Music for Nations, and um, uh, and you came up to me afterwards and you said, "Dude, if if the band doesn't work out, if you ever go into stand up comedy, you remind me of a of a smaller version of Sam Kinison, of course, who was still alive then." Right. Um, I've been doing I've been doing stand up for fifteen years, bro. Really good yeah. for you. Yeah. Because I mean, you were you were and, and it's hard to bottle the charisma. It really is. And if you got it naturally, the first thing you got to not fear is the crowd. I have no fear of the crowd whatsoever. I can walk up in front of eight people or eighty thousand. It doesn't bother me one bit. And I mean, like, it was two weeks ago in Sao Paulo. 1500 people sold out i went to turn around to run jump on the second stage didn't quite judge that step too well boom <laughs> right on my face in front of the whole crowd i couldn't catch myself i just spilled i just laid on my back and shook my head you know and just what am i gonna say i just fell down the fucking crowd loved it because i didn't try to act like it didn't happen you know what i mean yeah I exactly played it like fuck it Mike rolled, went rolling around. It's like, oh, total spill. I even had some friends of mine going, hey, I uh, was watching, kind of tracking you on there, saw on YouTube that you didn't make that second step. I'm all, yeah, that's what happens when you get older. Eyesight goes. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, Gary and I are 50 this year. Fucking hell. Right? Fucking 50. Wow. Jesus. That... still playing fresh metal. You know fresh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, your uh, your Cockney version of Fresh. Yeah, um, yeah right. Uh, I, I just can't. I can't believe it's been. I can't believe it's been so long. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, so I, I'm doing. I, I've been doing stand up. Um, I'm doing this podcast, which is started at the beginning of the year, which is going really well. And um, uh, and uh, I'm. Uh, yeah, I've done a bit of music here and there, and um, I'm, I'm, you know, things might be happening on that front. But um, are you uh, out opening up for fucking Rick Mayo or Lenny Henry <laughs> or any of those English fucking those guys that can't make anything over here, but they're huge over there? Yeah. Nigel Planer, Adrian Edmondson, all, all the fucking. How about Alexi Sale? Is he still around? Yeah, he's he's still around. He's old and fat and sold out and um, uh, like yeah. you know, like like everyone. Um, unfortunately, yeah. Well, I, I, you probably don't know this, but uh, yeah, very recently Rick Mail died. Um, he did. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. It was real. It was real shame. It was just because um, uh, he just um, well about about five or six years ago or maybe longer than that he had a quad bike accident. And um and and like it was touch and go whether he was going to survive and then um it went and then he was fine he was fine he went out for his morning run came home and and they found him found him dead on the sofa and um they're not entirely sure why but you know certainly wasn't rock and roll or anything like that it was just you know wow. just, yeah it's real well, yeah those quads are killers I know so many people that I knew a kid that went I'm going quad riding this weekend oh cool have fun Monday I came back and the boss was 
on the job going, uh, yeah, uh, Travis died this weekend. His, his quad turned over on him and crushed him. It's like, Jeez. whoa. It's like, man, I don't know what it is with those things, but like so many people. It's the, it's the, California. There's hills everywhere, you know. It's the, yeah, but it's the same thing that mostly it's the same thing that people do. What they do is they go they go up straight up a hill and the bike turns on them. If you go up yeah, a hill, right. you have to go up it sideways. You have to go up diagonally. And, well, um, and they're usually all rookies because Ozzy hurt himself a couple of years ago on that's one right. of those things. Yeah. It's just a really, really dangerous, you know what I mean? People think they're a car. Well, yeah, exactly. So what so look, hey, what are you they're doing? What, turn on them, hey, what are you what are you doing um with your with your downtime between between you know, before you go out with Exodus again? Are you are you are you working with Hatred? Are you just on the fucking road all the time or what? No, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I do that too. So like we put out two records in two years. Yeah, then, I know. Uh, and then I've got, uh, you know, since I rejoined Exodus, was kind of surprised. We were already writing the third record. So when I when it breaks next year, at some point, I'm going to probably record the third Hatred record. And if Gary starts to tour with Slayer really extensively, which we kind of think is going to happen, even though we have a new record out, Blood In, Blood Out, so fresh, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just... Um, I'll probably do the Hatriot thing, but I think, I mean, there's talks of maybe having a guy fill in guitar player, but we don't want that, you know, as much as we can, but we know we have to work. And even though it's like my return, that may create a little bit more of an element of, of, of being able to do something like that. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. still, Hey, the front man's back, you know, that was there from the eighties, you know, maybe that, uh, that'll create some, we haven't really crossed that bridge yet though. Although it's, I've heard it in the back as back talk lately, so we'll see what that happens. But we definitely want to work. We want to go everywhere. I mean, like I said, my kids are older now. I'm all done, finished with all that, ready to go back out and fucking do this again and hard like we did in the '80s, man. Remember when we were going hard with it was greatest? Oh yeah, fucking hell, I, man. I'm 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 totally envious. I really, really am. I mean, it's just I'm, it's and awesome. I'm very fortunate and lucky. You don't even know who gets to do this for 30 years and, and respectively and have, I mean, people still want to come and see the band and are still buying the records. I mean, we hit the Billboard charts in the top 40 last week. Yeah. I've done that in 26 years. Well, you know um, what I mean? So... Well, I'm. I'm. Uh, I, look, I, I, I run the. Um, well, mostly run the um, the Acid Rain Facebook page. And today, um, I posted a question: What was? You, what is your favorite album um, of 2014 so far? And um, oh, yeah, Blood In, Blood Out is way, way up there. Way, way up there. Probably getting more mentions than anything else. It seems to have gone down like really, really well. You know, it's a trip. It's like 30 years later. And, and all the, the bands that have, that have been through, you know, they totally like, we still write killer shit. You know, it's still heavy. It's still violent. It's still um, aggressive and in your face. You know, it's still, you know, it's like you listen to every song, you're like, God damn, 30 years later, you figure the 10th record, you know, there's going to be maybe two, three good songs and the rest are fillers. I think this album, in fact, this is the only Exodus album for me that I don't fast forward to other songs. It's like, yeah, song three is cool, but I love song four, so bat forward on Blood In, Blood Out. I listened to track one all the way to track 11. All the way through, I love the album. I, I just think that it was well-written, well-performed on everybody's part, not my, just myself. I think that the lead sections is just amazing, and we used to love Gary and Rick. We used to think Gary and Rick 
were the ultimate guitar team for Exodus, but I'd have to say that Lee and Gary are just amazing. And Lee's a great rhythm player, and Tom is really on his game. And that was back in the day when we used to take Robbie out of the mix. Jack's right in the forefront. So Yeah, yeah, he is. He's right up there, isn't he? Yeah, sure. I mean, listen to old Exodus records. You'll be like, you'll be like what? Where's the bass? <laughs> Robbie's in there somewhere. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And, uh, yeah, but let's... I like that with him. Jack's so good. Well, let's face it. Most of us thrash bands did the same thing. Like, you know, if you were a bass, if you were a bass player, you just you, know, you didn't get hurt. I mean, you know, the ultimate, yeah, of course, exactly. is like you were just standing there for the fifth member, just in case one of the rhythm guitar players dropped out for a second. There was a little bottom line there. <laughs> the only one you really heard was Ellison, and back in the day, yeah. everybody else would just shut out. Him and Frank Bello. I mean, it was Tom Moran shut out? Rick uh, Rob McKillop shut out you know what I mean it was just yeah. shut out you know? and then the ultimate shut out Newstead I mean that was like you know why even turn up at the studio <laughs> oh Skype has uh, fucked up here a bit you still there Steve yo Zep you still there ah damn hang on a sec yeah so exactly it's hey that's that, that's like you said that's technology that's part of, they really they got it going on but they really haven't figured it out totally yet you know oh yeah and I, I had a girlfriend in Germany and we used to Skype all the time and you know some nights it was like it was amazing it was like you were in the room together and other nights it's just a fucking waste of time yeah we just I went to South America and you know I want to say and talk to my girlfriend every night and, and every morning when I got up and it was it'd be like I'd be holding my phone standing on one foot under the closet fucking filter to try to get the signal you know what I mean? Because it's just a third world down there. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this is actually a very good uh, connection so far. It hasn't been bad at all. We're, you're in England right now, aren't you, H? Yeah, yeah, I am, man. I am, yeah. Still still in little old England. I love England. That's all right. We'll be there soon. I'm sure by all of uh, May, June, July, where all the festivals are coming around and all that. We're, we're going to I mean Blood In, Blood Out. Blood Out's a big record. It's a like a great return record. I'm back in the band after ten years. There's a lot of ground we're gonna cover, man. Yeah, no, look, I can't wait. I tell you what, man. If 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 there's any way I can get the band back together, we'll we'll fucking rock up and support you. Where's Kev at? Get hold of Kev. Get his ass out there. Oh man, Kev is Kev is um, working with. uh, bullet for my Valentine. He's been he's been working with them for years. I mean, bit like he, he, he tech. Yeah, yeah. He texts for him. He does all sorts. He's a, he's a bit of a you know just a kind of general music business guru. But right. yeah, but mainly uh, mainly teching and filling in for any member who um, uh, you know has to go home for family reasons or anything like that. He's uh-huh. he's he's ended up filling in for him a few times. But uh, yeah, yeah, man. If we if we can get if we can get the whole thing back together, we'll 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 fucking rock up and support you whether you like it or that not. That would be great. You know that. <laughs> You know Gary Holt would love that. He'd have that in a minute. Oh, He's man. gonna trip when I tell him. I'll see I'll see Tom tonight and Lee because uh King Diamond is in San Francisco tonight. We're all Oh, is to that tonight? Him. Yeah, in San Francisco. Yeah, so we're going to see him tonight. I don't know, probably the last time we'll see the King. I don't know. I heard he was really sick the last few years and kind of uh had to get a heart transplant or worked on his heart or something like that. So yeah. you never know. I'm fifty, I go to the gym every day. I don't have a broken bone. I feel great. I feel better than I felt in the eighties. Man, We're you, all you, 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 out, yeah, out, <laughs> smoked out and chipped out and everything else out. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Yeah, I remember you. I remember you guys. All right. Oh yeah, and everybody in the industry remembered us. Believe <laughs> me, that left an impression. It's like, and every interview we do back from the eighties. So, 
you guys are all clean now, right? So, oh, yeah, 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 we're all clean now, definitely. We couldn't be doing this no way if we were fucking straight. Oh, man, yeah. I mean, it's... Um... It's kind of so. So, well, speaking of like you know everybody, where's where's Rick these days? Ricky lives with his family up in um, the mountain, not in the mountains, but kind of uh, the forest part, like up in Mendocino County, which is like where they um, where people live in a house that's five miles from another house. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He lives with his family. He's got two young boys that are probably in their early teens. He works a job. He's better off doing that. He um, got really, really messed up over a few years time. Um, and it uh, led to a lot of jail time and a lot of court-ordered drug, you know, um, a rehabilitation and all stuff. these things and rehabs. And he finally got clean. And I even like two years ago when I wasn't in Exodus, Gary couldn't make it to a tour. So Rick stepped in and Rick made it on a couple of tours with them. And he had a great time. And I heard he was really good, but it's just not something he can do steadily. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember seeing that, that he'd done some stuff. Um but um, is it, I mean... You know, H, it takes a really... you got to be doing this for doing this like we do it, still doing it. I mean, you really got to have it. You know, this is not for everyone. Yeah. And everybody knows that. They think it's like, oh, man, you're a rock touring, you're a rock star, and it's great. But like, yeah, really? Come out sometime if you think this is so easy. Seven days you'll be crying for your own fucking bed waiting to go home. You know what <laughs> I mean? I just know how it is. People don't like this. They can handle it for two or three days. Like, Dude. Fuck, I didn't know. So my brother came out when we, I, I used to, I had this side project with Chuck Billy called Dublin Death Patrol. Yeah, no, we, it, I know that too, yeah. We cruised around uh, England and Europe a couple of weeks and my brother came out with us. We had a bunch of people play on the record and at the end of the, the last two songs, we would bring them out. There'd be like 12 people on stage and my brother was one of them and he, he played bass on it and he came out and he was like, after like a week and a half, he's all, I can see how people hate this. I'm all, you gotta love, you gotta, you know what the time it's great of the day the hour and a half that you get up there on stage and play absolutely total bullshit you could be traveling all fucking day your bus could break down you could be sitting and tra- you just be bored tired you know what I mean don't want to be around everybody just it doesn't matter you better get geared up this is your fucking job it's 24 hours a day and it calls that way you may have to get up and get on a ferry at four in the morning and then get across and get up and go hit customs all ragged out of your fucking bed. And it doesn't, they want to go through your bus and it's just like, you know, yeah, it's not an easy life, man. Don't think it is. It's, not, it's got its glory times. It's great at the festivals or when you're playing sold out shows and it's a Saturday night and you got nowhere to go the next night. Everybody's hanging out. Yeah, sure. It's great. And not every night's not like that. You know that. It's fucking, yeah, you know. Absolutely. Those are the ones they, those are the nights they show on TV. They don't show the nights in Texas, 12 hour ride from one fucking egg to the other on a bus. Just going, oh God, how many, I've watched six movies. I'm, I'm going nuts. You know what I mean? It's just what it is. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know? Oh, it's it's like look, it's it's like any other job, and I I hate to use the phrase job, but it, it fucking is, and and it's like any other job. There's good days at the office, and there's bad days at the sure. office, and we do it, and that's what we do, and it's the job you chose. And when you were in the garage playing with the boys, there was three people watching you. You hoped that was thirty, and then three hundred, then three thousand, then thirty thousand, then three hundred thousand. You wanted that, you take it. So I welcome it. I mean, like I sign autographs for all the fans every night take pictures with all the fans every night. I'm very accessible. I think they're a very important part of it. Um, we do meet and greets. Exodus does meet and greets almost every night. You know what I mean? At, at our shows, you know, and it's just yeah. part of it. So so it, it's like not not like we're not accessible like in the old days 
to where it was like, oh, man, there they are. I'm slipping in the back door. You know, it's a lot different. We're a lot closer to our fans, especially with stuff like this. You know what I mean? You yeah. podcast, you can, uh, you know, you can talk all over the world to anyone, you know, with this, as long as you got an iPhone in your hand or it's got a camera in it, it's game, you know, and it's, it's a great way to do it. Yeah, totally. Thing. I mean, I had, I had a long conversation with um, Craig LeCicero the other week. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, I see Craig from all the time. I, he lives, I'll see him tonight probably. Everybody will be out to see the king, you know what I mean? That's the, oh, yeah, that's yeah. The, I think tomorrow's Halloween, you know what I mean? This is all, there'll be people in costume tonight, I can fucking guarantee that. So Oh, it, it, it'll be, it'll be, well, say hello say to Craig for me, because I'm going to, oh, I will I, for sure. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. piece all of this together. It's going to be like a, a Christmas thrash metal special. There's, there's you, Craig, and Shimer from Destruction, all, right. on, all right. on one big, gigantic podcast for everybody to listen to over Christmas. Um, cool, cool. Yeah, I feel like Father fucking Christmas. I really do. Um, you are Father Christmas. How nice! All you need to do is grow the white beard. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wish I could grow. I, I wish that's I... why I cut it. I shave it. If I grew it, it'd be white. <laughs> and the guys that hate you are twenty-five, the oldest one. <clears throat> so I can't be this totally old man with these young kids. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it's weird because I watch, I watch Hatred. I mean, I, I funnily enough, I, I did an interview with um, with Nige Rocket from Onslaught when they were when they were on tour. Um, and we were supposed to go out with them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We had a bit of a chat about that. And funnily enough, I was interviewing Andy Sneap when um, he got a message from uh, from Gary saying, it, you know, Zet's back. Um, and that was fucking bizarre. I mean, how did it? How, but that how, had nothing to do with uh, Hatred not doing it. Was like in Europe, we thought there was going to be uh, guarantees, but they were only doors, and we couldn't rent a bus on the merit of just doors. What if two people showed up? You know, right? That's my credit card that was getting, so we couldn't do that. And the only dates that had solid, you know, guarantees were England, the the UK dates, and that wasn't enough for us to fly over and do it. It just wasn't. Yeah, you know what I mean. Be able to take care of it, uh, so that's why we didn't do that over there. Otherwise, I was just going to take the two dates that they took off with um, with uh, Exodus to do Head Bang Your Head Festival and the Antwerp Open Air, and then I would have went back on tour with uh, yeah. Patriot. So, but that didn't happen. And then the Exodus thing came down the pipe, and uh, I started learning the. Uh, I had to learn the new record really fast, so. Yeah, I mean, do, how did that work? Did you all? Did you? Did you all? There was there already established melody lines. Did you? Did you just yeah, write Gary, it from scratch? Yeah, yeah Gary. Uh, Gary basically uh, put a rough melody line down. And come on, how many albums have I done with Exodus? This yeah. is how we do it. I knew what to do. It wasn't like they were bringing some new guy in, going, "Okay, this is how we do it." I knew the formula. I know the format, so I just bit right into it. You know what I mean? And so uh, um, it was pretty easy. I learned them. I just studied like a fucking college student cramming for a test you know and yeah i learned them really really quick and i liked them and i was just really into it and so about two weeks later they were done i got the call on the on a wednesday i auditioned the songs on a thursday they listened to them on a friday they asked me if i wanted to be in on a saturday the world found out on a sunday <laughs> that next wednesday i started recording the album Oh, that's that, how it, yeah, but that, that that that's awesome, man. But that that's what happens when there's that there's that old connection. You know what I mean? When you just you 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 know people, it's like you know. Oh, it wasn't like I was new in the band. I knew yeah. all the karma and all the old school vernacular. I know they're still the same 
you know, immature jerks that they were back when we were 22 years old. You know? <laughs> it was easy to get along. You know what I mean, Tom? We still we still have the same funny jokes and inside jokes. We know how to get along. We know how to. Now we're much older, much more mature. Everybody knows how to um, um, respect each other's space, as far as that's concerned. Yeah, and so it's be- it's almost better now than it's ever been. So, oh, look, I well, I I totally agree. I mean, having met up with uh, with my old guys a lot and and had a bit of a chat and all that. It's just it, it it's weird because the 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 whole dynamic is uh, changes because it's yeah, basically. It I mean, you know, look, I, every single one of us was an asshole at one time or another. Um, and and when you're that age, everything's so fucking important as well. Well, because they're giving everything to you, especially us. We yeah. were on top of the world. We're on covers of magazines, big magazines, and people are we're 23 years old. People are giving you dope, and you got money, and you're fucking doing anything you want. You're fucking everything that moves, and you're invincible, right? <laughs> yeah, I can have anything yeah. I want because I'm Steve Susan from Exodus. You tell them, hey, fuck you. You tell them I said. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's so arrogant and so fucked up. And as you get older, you see like. If I saw some little shit-ass rock star, I don't care if his band was bigger than me. Pull that crap, I'd probably go up and squash him like a fucking punk and say, "Man, let me tell you something, you little shit. You've got you're 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 on borrowed time right now because that's how this works. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And if you're lucky enough to go through being a rock star, a has been, and then a legend like I have, then you'll be lucky. You know what I mean? So you know, count your blessings and be cool to everyone. You know, and it's just. The way it is. So now I'm like, hey, what's up? Hey, what's going on? What's going on? How are you? Nice to see you. Before it was like, fuck you. Fuck, I ain't got time for this. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it, but you were, I mean, you were, you were great guys to tour with. I mean, we had, we, had we were, no, and we, no, and we're not the exception to the rule. We out of everybody, this was amongst, you know, close things. We were like that. Day. We were great. We were great to our fans and everything. We were definitely not the exception to the rule. Did we have our time? Sure we did. Everybody does. But we were not like, I know, I, and I'm not mentioning names, but I know a lot of other bands very close to me that were just <laughs> unapproachable yeah. in any light. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, they'll bite your fucking head off if you uh, went up and asked for a picture. You know what I mean? Now, they're, those bands I know now, not like that anymore at all. They're very, very, very cool. And so it's been, it's cool to see everybody's gone full circle. And to whereas we always worried about each, what each other was doing. Oh, oh, their album's doing good. We got to do better. Yeah. Competition. Competition. We're now, now we're all pulling for each other. Now we don't even think about that. Any of us, any of us. And I mean, and I mean, those of us that are still around from the eighties and I'm talking every band because we're in with every band, you know, we're still alive. So are they. So it's like, it's, fucking camaraderie thing that we've all accomplished as as ourselves you know what i mean we're still here through the drugs through the divorces through the through coming in back out coming back in we're all still fucking here you know what i mean so now nobody worries about what each other's we're pulling for each other you know yeah well it's like it's, it's like this old sort of brotherhood isn't it there's only a, there's only a, so many people I mean, look, we would have never had chuck billy manage us in the day chuck manages us now with his management Oh yeah, damn! So look, like, if if I mean you can imagine that it's like even if he even if he approached you with the idea back in the day, you'd be like, he's only doing that to try and fuck us over. Right? Exactly. <laughs> no, we don't trust him, and you know what? We trust him so much. He's so into the band, and like the night I went to get the the, the songs to find out, I had to sign a confidentiality agreement because if they didn't like what I was going to record there, and they were decided to either go in another direction or stay where they were at. Nobody needed to know that, and I couldn't go to the press and say, well, guess what? Two weeks ago, I did this. I signed an agreement saying I couldn't do that. It never happened. Yeah. And, and that was Chuck coming up with that. So he, even him and me being friends 
through thick and thin, from Testament, through DDP, through me writing on the last two Testament albums and all that stuff, it didn't matter. He managed the band, and that was he was looking out for their best interest as a business. It had nothing to do with personal. It was all business, and I respected the shit out of that. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, he's, he's exactly he's respecting his client. He's you know he's managing their name and making oh, sure you know totally that, you know they stay healthy. That and, and even I, like I should have been maybe appalled and shocked knowing that our trust together is what it is. I was impressed like hell that I had to sign that thing. Well, and I kept a copy of it to have forever. Well, the thing is, as well, is that is that you you know you know, and I'm sure you've thought deep down. Look, they're gonna fucking. This is gonna happen anyway. This is definitely gonna happen. This is gonna work. I'm sure. But well, I mean, I I know what I can do vocally. You know what I mean? I mean, it's no disrespect to anybody who used to sing in that band, but I'm sorry, I'm a singer. I've been a singer for 30 years and a front man as well. I know how to do this. I was singing with Hatred. I did the Tenet Project with the Strapping Guys. Oh, I fucking did- hell, that was amazing. Yeah, exactly. I keep myself busy. You listen to the voice, knows what to do, you know? So I do a lot of things. It's not like I came off the couch with the beer and a fucking bag of potatoes and going, ah, yeah, all right, roll it. I can do this. Yeah, like yeah. I was already in tune and ready to go. And listen to my albums on Pleasures and Fabulous H and listen to me now. I'm fucking way better than I ever was. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, the vo- well, the voice, the voice matures, doesn't it? And it, it, it kind I, of. Well, I hold. I, I keep myself in tune. I keep myself in shape. I do what I have to do to take care of business. So, it is one of those things. Yeah. No. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fit and healthy myself, but I, I don't, don't do nearly as much singing as you. It's more, it's more, it's more comedy for me. So, I've still got to look after my voice. Um, exactly. And, and, and it's like, yeah, you're talking constantly, and then when you get off stage, people want to talk, and then all day they want to talk, and then when you want to do interviews, they want to talk. Yeah. Means you got to be careful. So, a certain way I take care of my voice, certain things that I do, you know what I mean? I, and, and, and I just know what to do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So when you when you um, when you had the confidentiality agreement and everything else, you I mean, presumably you were signing that. You were thinking, well, hey, like, yeah, we're, this is you know this is a good thing because this is fucking great management, and he's going to be my manager very That's soon. Cause... Exactly what I felt. That's <laughs> I said, boy, if this if this does go through, at least I feel confident for once. These guys got the fucking head office that they need, the front office, you know. Yeah. They had the coaches and the general managers in the places that we never had. Even we were managed by Bill Graham back in the day. They really didn't know what the fuck to do with us. And I feel that Exodus's management over the initial period from 2002 till even up till recently was very lackluster and not that good. And, you know, do you know what? To- You've just reminded me of something. Who was your tour manager? You had a female tour manager at one time. No, she was, uh, she was our manager that came out just to be on the road. It was Tony Isabella, and she represented from Bill Graham Management. She that actually, was it. The heavy woman. Very yeah. Heavy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely woman. Really nice yeah, woman. Great woman. She's sweet. I just seen her. Re- talked to her recently. I see her. She manages. The guy who does the, the intro for our album is a big producer in the United States. He does a band called, like, Gorillaz. I don't know if you ever heard Gorillaz before. Fucking hell, yeah. yeah. Well, it's Damon Albarn, yeah, isn't it? And all that. Yeah, he's the brains behind that. He does other producing. So she actually manages him, and that's how she goes. So he, Dan, he's called Dan the Automator, and he was yeah. on. He's the one who does the intro for before uh, Black Thirteen starts on the new record. 
Oh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to find her on Twitter or something like that because um, we yeah we had a blast back in the day. She was really oh, she was really good shit with, like when you told me. I mean, I got a, I'm sitting on a pile of shit right now. I couldn't believe it was you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. I don't. Do you know what the weird thing is? I I emailed Chuck and Chuck um, sent the email to um, Adrenaline PR and I've been dealing right, with. Right, because they're our management too, but they also handle all the interviews and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I've been dealing with Ariel at, at, um, at, <coughs> at Adrenaline and she sorted this all out. And, and I'd, I'd kind of, you know, I sent Chuck the email saying, that, you know, because I met Chuck like way, way back in the day. Um, and I just like just put a bit of background in it. And I was, but I was wondering whether the back, you know, whether any of it would actually make it through to you because I know how this, how this works and, you know, it's, most of the time, no one ever knows who's on the end of the line. No, it's just, it's just, no, no, you know. no. As many interviews as I've done, H, I mean, really, this has been since I joined the band, I started doing press, and it just bled right into blood and blood out. And I have not, for like five months, of every day that I, you ask me what I do in the day, I do interviews in the day. It's unbelievable. I've got to be over thousands. I have to be. It's unbelievable. I did 18 in one day alone. What? Yeah, they had it set up that I do that everybody had twenty five minutes. Started eight thirty in the morning and went till five thirty in the afternoon. Wow, that is. I yeah, mean, I it, had to because a lot of ground we had to cover. After Zetro's back in the band, we want to talk to him. You know what I mean? So after a while, are. but after a while, do you find yourself kind of repeating yourself and just thinking, "Fuck!" I still out. find myself repeating myself. You know what I mean? It's just part of it. The, the greatest question is. So, Zetro, how does it feel to be back in Exodus? I should have a T-shirt with that answer on it. <laughs> then an A. And I'll just feel like, it's see? Like that. It's like, fuck, man. Yeah. It's just part of it, and I get it. And everybody wants to hear their own version of it. And I understand, so I welcome it. It's what you wanted to do. Again, remember, back to the garage. Yeah, and that's it. 30 years later, I'm still out of the garage. So... Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, did you I, I'm, I, did you get to hear? Uh, were, were there any vocals on the album before before you did it? Did you hear anything that there was, but I didn't hear it. Right. Okay. They were they, they were there. Obviously, from what I understand, that was their decision to go. I guess they didn't feel that they were up to par, and that's just speculation. That's me overhearing stuff as. The mic was going off and on, you know what I mean? So yeah. I really I didn't inquire. I felt respect for both sides. I figured, you know what? This is between Rob and Exodus and their management. They yeah. called me. I did not call them. There was a reason for that. Something happened that had to go down. So and everybody's like, well, what happened? Well, I read it like you did. There was a 20-second conversation. And with due respect to all parties, I didn't really get into that. What I did was I had Gary had originally laid down a, a scratch vocal because he wrote most of the lyrics. Yeah. You know, Lee wrote, Lee wrote Honor Killings, Gary wrote everything else, just like the old way, and I that's how I picked it up. So it wasn't like coming into something new. I'd done this before yeah. on five other albums, so I knew what I was doing when I went in, and I knew how to do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, that reminds me again of the last time I saw you um would have been when you uh, were you guys mixing Force of Habit over here? Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. We were mixing Force of Habit with uh, Chris Tangredis, and we were in London that time. That's right, think, yeah. yeah. That's right, that's right. I think yeah, Kevin and I came along and got drunk in the studio with right. you all, and that's um, right, it was about twenty-one years ago. Fucking hell! And uh, and because you were on a major label by then, weren't you? We were on Capital EMI. They didn't, that don't mean shit. They didn't do it. If, if anything, they killed Exodus. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, that's why we're on Nuclear Blast, which is the best label in the world, because they're the biggest heavy metal label, and they know what to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They got the shit together. Yap knows what to do. Andy Siri knows what he's doing. Uh, Marcus knows what he's doing. They all fucking know what they're doing. So that's why we love it. Well, the majors, but the majors always did fuck, you know, well, certainly with thrash bands, well, they I, just completely well, fucked I think up. When it came down to it, I mean, nobody really got treated any well but Metallica. So, you know what I mean? So that was just part of it. So for all of us, we knew that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just the way it worked out, I guess. So um, when you, when you back out then, when you, when you back on the road, you, is it? November back- 11th uh, in yeah. the United States and only in the United States. We don't dip into Canada or in Mexico. It's uh, Exodus, Suicidal Tendencies, and Slayer. It's a fucking great bill, though, isn't it? Unbelievable bill, isn't it? Holy shit. I was telling everybody, they better go to the fucking gym and, pra- and fucking <laughs> practice and get it down because, I mean, it's going to be so... The pit's going to be violent all night. There's going to be nothing but reason to pit all night long. There's no let-up. So. There's Yeah, there's no let-up. There's no, no there's, there's no let-up. Yeah, I mean, there's, Exodus is going to kick your ass. I think we get 30 or 35 minutes... And then Suicidal gets 50 minutes, and then Slayer gets like an hour and 20. So you're just going to get finished off. You know, it's going to be unbelievable. So Ga- crazy. Ga- Gary gets a little pit stop in between. He gets a little pit stop, but he also gets two paychecks, so I don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like, well, you know, two jobs. <laughs> two well, it's funny. Ice-T, we, we, we were playing heavy Montreal, and I walked up on stage, and I see Ice-T, and he's sitting there because body count played as well. Yeah. And he goes, hey, man, your boy playing two sets today? And I go, yeah, and he's getting two paychecks. I, you know how that is. And he's like, yeah, he gives me his fist, told fist bump me. Like, yeah, that's right, boy, getting two paychecks. Exactly. <laughs> One show, two show. Two paychecks make it more than everybody. Exactly. So. Hey, I've, I've, heard some, I've heard some brilliant things about that Heavy Metal Montreal. What was it like? Oh, one, of the best, one of the best festivals I've ever played. I right. mean, they really take care of you. The setting is good. It was the most best gourmet food I've ever seen in a backstage ever in my life. <laughs> Everything you wanted was there. You wanted steak and shrimp. They had it. I mean, it Fuck. was unbelievable. You know what I mean? It was, the, the backstage amenities were great. Uh, the crowd was really cool. The way they had it's just, it reminded me of a cool European festival. So. Yeah, well, that's that's that, that's um, that's quite a compliment. I mean, apart from the food, obviously. Um, but it's amazing that you say that because I, I, I mean, I remember, you know, like back in the day, uh, <laughs> most of the food being just shit most of the oh, time. Yeah. Spaghetti or chicken, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, and some salad. Here, you guys could have tons of rolls. Here, there's rolls for days. Yeah, and now yeah. they kind of take care of the bands. And I was like, this thing had tacos. It had fish, steak, chicken, whatever you oh, want. Oh, you're making barbecue. me hungry, man. You're making me hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, what time is it? You're eight. You are, what, almost seven o'clock, right? Uh, yeah, 20, 20 to six coming up. Um, oh, I'm, 26. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it, it, it's uh, yeah, it's not, but yeah, it's, I'm still feeling fucking hungry, but um, it's it's weird that it's, because people listening to this will think, really? It's like, is, 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 is food that important? But it, it they don't realize, like, you know, when you're on the road and when you're, like, you're trapped in one location, you're, you're dependent right. on everybody else for, for everything. Oh, I know. You, they don't understand, like, you go on tour like, okay, we were just in South America. And that consisted of um, fly in, go to the hotel, drop your stuff off, take a shower, baby nap for three hours, go sound check, go to the gig. After the gig, go back to the hotel for two hours, get up, get back, so you have to go to the airport. And so 
you could get pizza six nights in a row after the gig because it's easy for them to get and bring yeah. to you. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck, pizza again? You know what I mean? It's like, it's like people, oh, wow, how great is that pizza? Well, really? Seven nights in a row? That's all you're eating? <laughs> fuck that. The deli tray, the fruit bowl, and pizza? You're tired of that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So when you get there and it's like, no way, they got shrimp, steak, and <laughs> salmon, and yeah. tacos, and all kind pizza there, too, if you wanted. Just homemade brick-fired shit. It's just like, wow. Oh, my, you, but you guys must have been like kids in a sweet shop when you saw that. Well, we were. Everybody, that was the talk of the day. It's like, yeah. dude, catering? Have you gone to catering yet? No way, no way, yeah. No yeah, way. yeah. All the bands were like, you've been to catering? It's like, fuck yeah. Yeah, and you've got you've got all these you've got all these metal legends stood around going, man, I just had some of the best pasta I've ever eaten. Oh, exactly, exactly. That's the way it is now. You know what I mean? Yeah, steak and shrimp. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you when you when hate so when you when you finish the U.S. tour, you, you with with Exodus, you're then looking to go back out with with your sons and Hatriot. If it's possible, I think we have the month of January. Exodus got a new album out, Blood In, Blood Out. I mean, there's hardly any ground we've covered. So they want us out on the road continuously, especially they know that Gary is going to be tied up with Slayer yeah. at some point. You know what I mean? So they want to run this. So we gotta, we're going to be busy. i got to check the schedule. But if not, I will be out with Hatriot. Yeah, because you've Don't got... Don't worry, guys. Hatriot's still going. We're writing stuff right now. Oh, cool, man. Well, look, because, yeah, because you've really, you've got to try and run, you've got to try and run the Exodus album cycle as close to the new Slayer album as possible, haven't you? Because then Gary's going to be back out we with that. We know that. We are quite aware of that. Yeah. That's why we just got to, uh, we got to make it, we got to make sure everything's timed right. So again, if, if, if uh, Slayer's going to be out on the road, Nexus is going to be part of it, then I'm going to have Patriot booked to do it. For yeah. Sure. That's why I got both bands. It's great. Got to dip in and dip out. <laughs> yeah, blood in, blood in, blood in, blood out, dip in, dip yeah, out. Dip in, dip out. <laughs> yeah, that... Um, I mean, but it must be it must be really cool as well um, being able being able to go on the road with your sons and being able to write oh, with, yeah, with your sons blast. and stuff I mean, like you, that. You always go, well, I miss my family, and well, I bring my family basically there. I'm no longer married to their mother. I, we, they do have a 16 year old sister. We do this. She lives with her mom. But um, the boys, I see her all the time. The boys are, um, 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 they're always you know around. I see them every day. You know, we have the band thing together, so it's really close. It's cool when they're on the road because they have this karma with me. I mean, and they're adults. One's 24, one's 21. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if they want to drink, smoke pot, whatever, I don't care. It's their business, their life. They live on their own, you know? Yeah. So it's not like I got little kids I got to worry about. You know what I mean? They get it and they know how to do it. They're, they've been around their dad long enough, so they get it. Oh, that's that, that's awesome, man! I mean, it's just it, it, it's it's a bit of a, a one-off. I mean, it's like you know, you you're kind of like the um, the partridge family of the uh, of thrash. I always say that. I always say that we're the partridge family of fresh metal. <laughs> fresh metal, mate. Fresh metal, mate. <laughs> awesome. So when are you? So are you guys going to be? Are you guys going to get over here for the festivals? Is there, are you going to get sure. a UK tour going? Sure. Anything? May, June, July, August, we're going to be over there. You know, that's the time. It's easier to book in between the week and then weekends hit hit the festivals, and it's more feasible to do that than flying over every weekend, flying home, flying over every weekend, flying home. It's just easier for us. We'll probably get a tour with somebody, and then on the weekends we'll do, you know, the festivals in between, you know. A couple of them will probably fly and fly out, but, you know, it's not – it's just easier more feasible. All metal bands are over in Europe between May and uh, – August. There's no metal bands left in the event. And there we go. Um, that was that. 
it's kind of like oh what oh what was going to happen next where were we going to go um but hey we man- I managed to save that much that's that's you know the only way of looking at this is fucking hell at least it, it actually recovered um, the interview we'd got to that point again I, I apologise for the quality it, it was just like I said it's a, a, a new bit of kit that wasn't kind of totally comfortable using and as it fucking showed um, but hopefully um, hopefully you all enjoyed that it was, um, that was a nice cool chat, it was interesting stuff about the um, non-disclosure agreement and everything else as well which was uh, you know, I hadn't heard about that anywhere so um anyway look i i hope you enjoyed it it was uh it was really nice to surprise him right at the beginning as well as uh, him not knowing that it was going to be me interviewing him um that was yeah that was uh that was i really enjoyed that as um as you can hear as you can hear um so what else has been going on um uh well this this fucking tradition of metal bands and uh ugly christmas jumpers can just fuck off. I don't want a shit jumper. I certainly don't want a shit jumper with Slayer written all over it. I mean, well, I, I don't... You know, you can't make something that is not cool cool by putting a Slayer logo on it or a Metallica logo or whatever. I just think the whole concept of these fucking stupid Christmas jumpers is getting right on my fucking nerves. I wish people would just pack it in. It's just... It's, yeah, it's more sort of it's the mainstreaming of metal that is going on at the moment, which fucking irritates me. Um, and, and I just, it's just, I don't know. Anybody else, really? Well, you know, it's my podcast, so whatever. Um, uh, uh, new ACDC album out. Do I care? No, nah, not not in the least. I mean, I saw the video for the single Rock or Bust, and it, I don't know. I, I it just, really? You, you're still doing that, are you? Okay, fine carry on if you want with you know without your methed up drummer that's that's still making me chuckle out he really does seem to be hanging on for grim death though i mean there's some serious shit going on there definitely um but um but yeah i mean uh, look i'm i'm not i'm not knocking dc i hate I, I i hate that laziness as well hate it when people refer to acdc as dc oh yeah i'm off to see d what it's only their le- their name is only four fucking letters. How how do you need a shortcut for a band whose name is only four letters long? For fuck's sake, unbelievable. So anyway, yeah, they're still doing that and whatever. Um, well, Lars Ulrich is uh, all set to appear in a uh, in a film, Radio Dreams. So there we go. Um, he's going to be stepping out from behind the kit and he's going to be pretending to act instead of pretending to play the drums. That should be interesting, shouldn't it? Um, apparently Maiden might be nipping back into the studio. That could be interesting. The various um, uh, members of KISS seem to consi- constantly be fucking bitching. Ace Freely moaning about Paul Stanley and, uh, and Gene Simmons um, uh, and all of oh, fucking hell. I mean, you all know what I think of Kiss, which is very fucking little. Um, but, you know, seriously, just, uh, just shut up. Please. Just stop talking. Go away. And speaking of going away and just stopping, am I the only person in the entire world who wonders why the fuck... Papa Roach are still making records. How the fuck is that possible? I mean, really, I mean, if you're out there 
and you're into Papa Roach and you like them, I'm presuming you've come across this podcast by accident because this this is the this is the anti Papa Roach podcast of all podcasts. What the fuck? How do they still have a career? How the fuck is it possible for Papa Roach to still be going? Surely not. I mean, it's just it just boggles my mind that that they could still be going. It is just. It, how how is that fucking possible when perfectly good bands split up and are no more um, and yet oh no they're still coming oh brilliant how fun is that honestly um in other news a um, a sort of newish newish new metal band that 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 I like um are called 36 crazy fists and there's a new album coming out um so hopefully I might get them um, on the podcast and uh I don't know. They are one of those bands. I don't know what it is about them, um, but I, I, yeah, I, I I just like them. I I honestly don't know why. I'm, I I probably shouldn't. Um, some of you listening will be disappointed that I do, but um, I seriously, I, I there's just something about them. Oh fucking hell! I've I, I've just got a message flashed up on my phone. But, uh, the, uh, the, what a coincidence! As this pops up. Papa Roach's Jacoby Shaddix. For a start, if your name's Jacoby Shaddix, fucking do one. Seriously, that's got to be a made-up name. Um, recalls on-the-road debauchery with Eminem. We were young and wild, yeah, and now you're an old tattooed cunt, mate. You really fucking are. Honest. Oh, so much hate for the for the Papa Roach. They're like, I don't know. They're like... Uh, modern kiss they're like a new kiss for me um but you know whatever oh and of course Dave Alefson came out and supported um Lars Ulrich said said Ulrich was right to fight Napster mm, I'm I'm not so sure about that I'm I'm really not so sure about that uh other things going on Killer Be Killed very good album might be in my top five Killer Be Killed are going to be back um uh, they're, they're doing a few. They're doing a few fests, so um, could be coming to a festival slash gig near you. Let's keep an ear out for that, shall we? Um, and just yeah, just the kiss stuff continues, doesn't it? All fucking moaning. Um, uh, I, I don't know where that came from, to be honest with you. Um, I'm just, I'm just fucking jibber jabbering now, aren't I? Um, look, it's been, it's been a fucking amazing year. Um, uh, this year, I've managed. It looks like I'm going to manage to kick acid rain into some kind of shape, into some gigging shape. That's going to be fucking cool. Um, and uh, and this podcast has gone from strength to strength, and the stand up continues to be something that I do a hell of a lot of, and and really enjoy. And um, yeah, who knows what next year is going to bring? It's um, it's exciting times here in um, in Talking Bollocks Towers. Um, and um, and and instead of just um, piling in to the next and uh, and last interview, which uh, will be with uh, with Igor, um, I thought it would be time to um, let, let's let's have some uh, let's have some more tunes because um that's what i'm all about at the moment yeah bringing you some new tunes so um this is the second track of the uh, uh, scimitar, uh, scimitar uh, plague in the Vatican EP. There's only three tracks, so we'll have the third at the end of the podcast. But this is the second track, um, and this is called Black Death. <laughs>
So that's Black Death from Scimitar, um, and um, uh, from the uh, from the EP uh, Plague in the Vatican. So go and check them out on Facebook, YouTube, Scimitar's the band, um, and uh, and and look the. Song submissions have um, uh, cooled down greatly. If you know any bands who want to get some exposure and want to get some airplay, then please do uh, send them my way. Tell them, you know, because um, I've got a whole year of podcasts to do next year and um, no songs lined up at the moment. So um, if you know anybody in a band or you're in a band yourself and you want to send some stuff in, please do. Um, and, um, uh, you know, we'll we'll give you some exposure. If you're not shit, if you are shit, you will get an email back saying, sorry, this is shit. Um, but, um, you know, it'll be worded nicely. Uh, well, sort of. It'll just be fuck off you cunt. Um, but, um, look, um, uh, winding down now, um, because we're into... This is the this is the third hour of the podcast. How fucking cool is this? Um uh, I hope you're all. Um, I hope you're all. Um, uh, you've enjoyed your, your Christmas dinner or whatever, and you're all fucking stuffed and just chilling out. Or you know whether you've saved part two of the podcast for between Christmas and New Year or whatever. There might be another little special surprise coming your way between uh, Christmas and New Year. Um, well, there is actually. There is a, a little bit of a podcast coming, but it's. It, I'll. You know. You'll just it, that'll just appear in your devices one day. So uh, so look forward to that. Um, so anyway, um, where was I? Yeah, I, I hope you're all um, enjoying the festive period, and you're all um, you know taking it easy. You've all got your all your you've got your metal Christmas jumpers on, and you're fucking setting fire to them because they're shit. Um, and you watch. I bet I go home and I get a fucking Slayer Christmas jumper or something. I bet that fucking happens. I'll bet you. In fact, I know exactly what one of my presents is, and it's a bottle of Slayer wine. Um, now this actually leads me something onto something I wasn't actually. Uh, planning on talking about but again it's the, the the mainstreaming of metal and just just all the branding that's going on i mean anthrax have got um indians bourbon coming out seriously bourbon bourbon however you fucking pronounce it um you know tomato tomato let's call the whole thing off alternatively you could just piss off um so yeah anyway um it's just all this different shit coming out with bands names on it and it's just it is. It is the mainstreaming of metal. That is what. That is what I am calling it. it. It's. It's just metal bands doing stuff that is extremely mainstream. I can't think of any anything else to do. It. And and the reason is because fuckers out there aren't buying fucking music, right? You're not buying music. It's unbelievable, right? I got through some acid rain sales figures the other day, right? For the um, Apple Core archives in the UK, we sold. 474 copies as of about three weeks ago and do you know what I was told I was told that that were, were ve- those were very respectable figures bearing in mind we haven't released anything in like you know 20 odd years and there was little or no promotion but I was told that that was r- respectable figure 474 copies is respect it is respectable that is how little people are buying music. It is absolutely fucking scary. I don't know where the next generation of bands is coming from. Basically, being in a band is just going to be something that... It's just going to be a pain in the ass kind of job. It's something that, you know, all musicians in the future are going to have fucking day jobs. No one's going to be... You know, it's it's just it's the way it's going to be. It's fucking scary. Um, 
Although it was an interesting interview that I did with Protest the Hero, um, Roddy, which will be in uh, in January, because um, they, they obviously had an amazing fucking uh, crowdfunding experience. They were after $80,000 to, to do the next album. And they got that target in nine hours and it kept going and they ended up with $300,000. How fucking insane is that? Um, but uh, but yeah, I just don't know what what where the next generation of bands are coming from, what they're going to do. Um, it's just, it's such, um, it is, and as you've seen possibly over the year, um, you've seen the, the topic keep coming up, interviewing bands and, uh, and, and there's, you know, everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about um how everything's changing and it's constantly changing it's not like we've it's not like we've got some um it's not like we've got some solid ground to be on or we've reached a plateau and and we're just going to stay here and regroup and see what the music business does next it's changing week by fucking week um and and it's just it's bizarre it really is um and going on, moving on to one of the biggest bands out there at the moment, which is Avenged Sevenfold, or as I like to call them, Avenged Seven Fuck. Um, uh, their last album, I really hadn't appreciated um, just how derivative and almost blatant rip-off styley that it was. Um, uh, and a, a friend lent me a copy and said, listen to it uh, and tell me what you think. And what I thought was, fucking hell, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, all of these bands need to be suing Avenged Sevenfold. Unfucking believable um, it, It's just, it, it's, it's fucking scary. It's fucking scary. They've, they've basically just gone out and ripped off every decent riff that you've heard in the 90s. Um... And um, the album's called um, Hail to the King. Um, that song itself is a, is a kind of sad but true rip-off. And speaking as somebody who's been in a band, right, what I don't get is I've, I've been in a room with guys where, you, where, you know, where you're, you're, you, somebody comes up with a riff or something like that and you go, oh, and you all look at each other and go, oh, that's fucking great, but yeah, we, we, we can't do that. That sounds way too much like Metallica or that sounds too much like Slayer or, you know, oh, you know it'd be great, but we can't do that because it sounds too much like so-and-so. It would appear the exact opposite discussion took place in Avenged Sevenfold's rehearsal room when they went, oh, wow, yeah, no, that sounds exactly like Metallica. Do more of that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Just change the melody line slightly and let's just, let's be more like that. It's, I just do not understand how a band with any creativity whatsoever can stand by and write stuff that is so blatantly derived from another band and then have the brass neck to go and fucking tour it in stadiums and wander around on stage like they're in a shopping mall because that's what they did because I accidentally went to see them. Free ticket, long story. But I hate that friend now. I fucking really do for taking me to that shit. Um, so if you get a chance to um, to listen to Avenged Sevenfold, Hail the King, please do and then buy the CD and then smash it up. Smash it out. What am I talking about? Buy the CD. No, don't. Just fucking don't pay any attention. In fact, don't pay me any attention whatsoever. I'm waffling. Jibber jabber has gone on too long. Um, let's have a chat with... Um, this is the final interview um, uh, across... Uh, and this was the most recent um, uh, one that was done. This is the final one of the Christmas Thrash Metal special. Thanks for hanging in there. This is uh, my chat with Igor Cavaliera.
Hello? Yes? Hi, is that Igor? Yeah, this is him. Hey, hi there. It's um, Howard calling from All About The Rock. Hey, how are you, man? Uh, I'm really well, man. How are you? Good, good race, great, yeah. Cool. Are you, um, uh, are you, are you in London at the moment? Yes, yes. Cool. All right. Well, I'm I'm the other side of London, so um, this is uh, for some reason seems a bit weird because I'm usually doing this like over Skype or face to face. It's kind of weird that it's like across town. It feels like I'm calling one of my buddies. Yeah, I mean, if if you want to do Skype, uh, I'm okay with it. You know, if you prefer. Uh, no, no. This is this is cool, man. This is uh, this is probably easier actually because um, uh, yeah, it, it, the, the the setup I use is probably better through a phone. So this is all good. Okay. All good. Um, let me give you um, let me give you a, a kind of brief rundown of um, uh, of um, what's happening this end, basically. Um, okay. The uh, the podcast is called Talking Bollocks. Um, the the humorous name comes from the fact that um, I used to be a singer in a UK thrash band called Acid Rain many years ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember. I remember. All oh, right, cool, man. Cool. The band, yeah, I'm familiar with the band. Oh wow, that's amazing! Um, well, yeah. well, cool. Um, I've, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's that's a good start. Um, and um, I've been doing um, I've been doing stand up comedy for the last fifteen years, um, cool. and um, so yeah, a little bit of a break from music. Um, and now I'm doing a, a metal podcast for um, uh, uh, well, for fun more than anything else. Um, and so um, if it's okay, we'll just talk some bollocks for a while. Yeah, that sounds good, man. <laughs> Cool, man. Cool. Um, well, first of all, uh, it, um, obviously we'll get to you know we'll get to the new album and uh, and everything else. Um, but my first question was, um, uh, how long have you lived in London? I've been here for uh, about a year and a half. Right. Okay. And yeah, like I, I've been to London for many years and in, in Spain here for periods where we, we need a tour and I made London kind of like my uh, base in Europe. Right, and, okay. And uh, finally we decided like I wasn't going to want to stay in Brazil for much so we decided to come to London, move to London. So I'm pretty much full time here now where it's almost like my, uh, my, my main base now is London and it's been a little over like, like a year and a half. Cool, man. Well, well, we'll call you a Britzillion then. That's it, man. That's it. <laughs> cool, man. That's, that's what I'm, I'm becoming. You know, I'm still adapting to the, to the London life, but I, I have to say I, I really enjoy much more as, a, as I live here rather than to visit. I think it's a, the city is very special when you live here and you discover sense of things and you become more more adapt to it yeah i agree i mean i've I, i'm not from here but i've lived here 20 years and um uh so a little longer than you um but i honestly i you know i'm i, I still love it i still i still appreciate the city i still love the um you know the culture and the fact there's so much to do and there's and there's you yeah. know all the museums are free and there's so many parks and you know it's um yeah it's, it's a pretty cool place well i'm glad to hear you're enjoying your stay yeah, I, I think it's one of the coolest, for definitely in my, my opinion, one of the coolest cities in, in the world, you know. Like you're saying, you know, of course the parks make it very special, and uh, but it's really cool. I, I really love the energy that London has. Um, do you get back to Brazil much? Yeah, that's, that's also the thing. The, the fact that 
I do uh, Cavalera and then also Mixel. I do get to go to Brazil quite often, so it's 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 also cool that you know I don't get that crazy like homesick. You know, I'm always like back and forth doing stuff. So yeah, yeah. Were, were you um, were you home for the World Cup? You know, I was here. I was here where I had some shows here, so I decided to stay. Which now looking after all all the mayhem i think it was a good choice <laughs> by the mayhem do you mean the uh, do you mean the semi-final result yes exactly <laughs> yeah, you know like yeah. it it was you know insane for any uh any brazilian to see that kind of a uh, result so especially at home you know we never expected that to happen hey hey man never mind for brazilian it was fucking bizarre for the rest of the world as well yeah i mean you know like as a football lover, yeah. I think uh, it, it it was crazy, you know. It's like, but at the same time, I think they got what they deserve, you know. I think Germany only did their job, you know. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, look, I'm I'm a Leeds United fan, so um, I don't know how informed you are about UK football, but as far as Leeds United goes, we're pretty much that kind of semi-final performance of your guys every fucking week. So, um, <laughs> um, well, I, I, I see some uh, some some good Leeds uh, games back in the past. I think I have to say, yeah, yeah, you no, know, yeah. It's, it's it's a bad it's a bad phase for now, but I think Leeds, you know. It, and of course, has such a passionate, you know, uh, crowd. Well, yeah, yeah, but unfortunately, the downtimes have been twelve years, which is just. You I know, know it's it's way too much. You know, I think Leeds should be back. Yeah, totally. Where it deserves, totally. I think. Totally. And how how are um how are Palmeiras doing? Are you still um you still keeping in touch with them? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like once you moved, I, I somehow I, I got really into, of course, the like the Premier League and 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 the. I go to a lot of games and also like different divisions. I've been to uh, Leighton Orient, also like to their stadium, watch a few games. Cool. So it's it's really cool. I, I think you know, of course, London has so many options, so many things. And uh, yeah, I live in North in North London, so I go to see Arsenal also play a lot. So I, I really enjoy you know. And then of course, I'd be a, I'm a bit more distant from. Uh, from Palmeiras right now, which <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good thing. We're not doing that great, so it's a good year, you know, to be away from it. Have you have you noticed as well the difference between um, it, it's it's kind of like the the polar opposites of watching football, watching football in the Premier League with with just like you know, especially at Arsenal, it's a nice modern new stadium and there's everything there for you, and then uh, and then going back to Brazil and watching football there where it, it hasn't changed that much at least that's my kind of take on it in the last sort of 10 20 years yeah i mean i i also have to say that you know i, I find you know the brazilian football sometimes after of course watching a lot of the premier league i think the games are faster which i really enjoy yeah. where in brazil i think they have a tendency of stopping the game too much yeah in, in the sense that a lot of players they they do a lot of like you know, like the pretending, they you know a lot of fouls and, and things like that. So the game it becomes annoying yeah. sometimes. Where I yeah. find here in the Premier League, especially, the tougher the player, the more the crowd will be enthusiastic about it, rather than somebody just you know faking every five seconds. Oh yeah, yeah. Now that's that. So yeah, that, we we yeah. hate we hate so that, diving. That, yeah. 
So at that point, I think uh, it's way more positive to, to see the games here than in Brazil. Of course, Brazil has a lot of like raw ta talent, you know, but yeah. at the same time, football-wise, I think it's, it's too much drama. You know, it's, it's almost like watching a soap opera. Uh, yeah, um, that's <laughs> that's a very good way of putting it. Um, and e e even during the World Cup, there was a bit of that as well. It was getting it was getting a bit kind of like oh. And I think that's why. Um, obviously, when when that injury happened to Neymar, kind of everybody on the sort of UK TV was going, "Oh, he'll be okay," because you know he he he'd been rolling around quite a lot like that. Yeah, I mean, in between him being a small guy. And getting, you know, hurt and also faking it. You, you never know what happened to him, you know? Yeah, yeah. You never know when, when he's serious about So it's, it's. I think it's fair to say that we didn't know if, if how, how, you know, crazy it was his injury, you know, until afterwards where he really stopped for a few, you know, games and everything. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, I, it, it was amazing because, you know, I mean, I, I woke up the following morning to see all the medical reports and I was like, wow, you know, just expected him to be to be fit for the rest of the tournament. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely not him faking. <laughs> I mean, he would <laughs> yeah. he would never, you know, miss out. That was the chance of his uh, lifetime to be a champion at home, you know. Oh, man, yeah, I, I, I really, really felt bad for him. I, I mean, I... I kind of really wasn't bothered who who won, um, and then when that happened to him, I was like, oh, "I really, really want to, you know, I really want Brazil to win now." And then you go, "Yeah, and I then, mean, you, then you got mullered in yeah. the next game." Yeah, I mean, Germany winning is 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 never good for humanity. <laughs> you know, no matter how how great they play, it doesn't look good for humanity when they win. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, um, now, um, well, it's, look, it's, it's great. It's great to be able to talk football with uh, with somebody doing an interview. It makes a real. It makes a real change. Um, but I, I, of all these, um, all these years later, and and uh, you know, I want to go back to a, 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 maybe a, yeah. a kind of painful experience. Um, of course. Um, I was at the Brixton Academy, your last show with Sepultura when it was the original lineup, and I, I don't want to dredge up, the, you know, the, the past too much, but it's just kind of weird how, like, now you live in London all those years ago, all that shit went down in London. It seems to have been, it seems to be a kind of pivotal city in your life. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Of course, you know, during that tour, we already kind of like knew, you know, what was coming as far as like you know, the whole situation with the band. And then London, of course, by being the last show on that tour, we knew that that was going to be kind of like a, like a set. That was be set in, in the history of, of the band, where as the last show with the uh, classic lineup, is, you know, like that's how I like to put it. Yeah, definitely. Not the original, but the classic one. Okay, yeah. So, okay. yeah. So, it's, you know, I've been back a few times to, to play and to watch a few gigs at, at Brixton, and it's you know it brings some memories definitely. Yeah, I can I can imagine. Um, I mean, I think I think I saw you. I think saw you at the LA too because you did a you did a club tour in the UK before that that sort of full roots tour. You did a club tour as well. Yeah. Because I th I think yeah. that was I think that was just after Euro '96 because I think I remember Andreas wearing an England shirt on stage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think so. That was like we did kind of like a club tour preparing for the whole thing, you know, before. And then, of course, we came back. 
Yeah, I mean, well, uh, uh, um, just so you know, I mean, I, the, I I got a ticket for that show for the LA uh, the LA uh, two show. It was kind of like you know the Astoria two. It was kind of like an underground venue. Um, yeah. and um, I managed to get a ticket for that because a friend worked at a record store and there was two spare tickets going and she was like oh my god because they were like gold dust so she just got them and, uh, and me and a friend went to that gig and that and, and believe it or not um, that is still to this day um, th- the gig that we both rate as the, as the best metal show that we've been to and we've been to a lot oh, that's cool yeah that was fun I remember the night being a lot of fun also, because of the fact that it was such an intimate, you know, gig. Yeah, and at it, that point on our career, you know, it was definitely like a, a special night. You know, we also felt kind of like the same way because London, of course, it has a a very special place for us. But to come back and play like a smaller gig, that was that was really special. You know, it's almost like going back to the marquee. Yeah, you know, in the eighties and stuff, so it was really cool. Yeah, because it was because it it was just down the road from the market. As I'm sure you've seen, it's it's a huge fucking building site at the moment. Yeah, um, which is so depressing. (laughs) I know, so old memory. I know it's horrible. I walk past it nearly every day, and I'm like, oh, that sucks so much. Um, But I don't know if you remember as well. That night was so fucking hot. It was honestly, it was like. It, it, I, God knows it, it was just I mean that summer was hot anyway but it was it was crazy we came it was one of those gigs where we came out and when you came out it looked like you'd been in a bath you know I know man it, it was for, for us to play also it was quite <laughs> insane yeah like yeah. of course the stage with the lights and everything it makes even almost like you're in the oven so it was a crazy hot night yeah 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 and um, and of course um, you know uh, things kind of uh, went their their way of things you know you remained in the band and then you know you, you I know you kind of took some time off and then um, uh, and and then quit and obviously you had your um, um, your kind of reunion w- with Max which is really really cool yeah. um, I was I read Max's autobiography recently um, are you are you tempted to do one of yours or are your en- or are your entries in his going to be as close as you get to writing one yourself I don't know, not not for now. It's not something that I would do it maybe in, in the future because I think the cool thing about if I do one, it will be the same, uh, some of the same topics, but uh, with a complete different feel. Yeah. And that's, I, I found, you know, I, I heard some people complaining about like how, you know, it wasn't accurate on, on some things or here and there, like some friends. And, and I was like, look, that's his point of view yeah and maybe we were all there and we had a completely different you know idea of what was going on and that's i think the beauty of it you know oh absolutely it, it, all, it yeah. all happened but it's all for for different people it has different effects on certain things so it's cool yeah but well, it's, it's yeah. not definitely not something that I, i'm i'm planning to do right now you know maybe in a few years or you know i yeah. don't know but it's not in my plans for sure. Well, yeah, well, you know, you know what they say: is there's three sides to every story. My side, your side, yeah, and yeah. the truth. <laughs> you know, and then you know, and I, I think that's really cool. You know, like a lot of people, like I said, they were a bit, you know, pissed off, and I was like, look. Sometimes you go to a place and and you with your friend, and you come back and and you have a completely 
different view of what happened that night and it's same thing you know well yeah the police the police say you know eyewitness testimony is completely unreliable because yeah you you take three people see the exact same incident and they see they describe three completely different events yeah yeah and that's that's fine with me you know well, yeah, I guess I guess it's it, it, it's close to as well that you know writing a book. It's just it's it's another form of art, isn't it? It's just it's it's it, you know music is an art and and comedy is an art and and sculpture is an art and 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 it's it's all about interpretation and you know everybody interprets things differently and all you can do is create what you believe to be true to yourself and put it out there and yeah, that's, that's all you can do. Yeah, I mean, especially for a biography, I think it, it's it's a lot more, you know, if, of course it's interesting reading about someone else's, you know, how how they, they were dealing with certain things, and it's, you know, especially in a musician biography, I think it's it's quite a lot of, it's mostly like curiosity to, to find out how they, they, they did it and, and how they deal with certain things, and it's cool. You know, I think it's more... I don't know if, if it's that much of art involved. I think it's it's almost like just you know, like one vision of, of things again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, it's very uh, one dimensional somehow. So uh, yeah, I mean it 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 is because I, I suppose it's kind of different because there is uh, you know it's um, uh, it's a lot. Well, once it's down, it's down. It's there. It's written, um, and there is kind of like unlike. It's sort of you know, yeah, music or sculpture. It, it it's it's kind of it's more linear. Um, yeah. So you know, and there's a definite narrative as opposed to maybe the others, which are which are more you can interpret more about. Yeah, um, a bit more open. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, as regards like you know, Mix Hell, you've got Mix Hell and Cavaliera Conspiracy, two very very different musical projects. Um, are you are you still playing? Are you still playing? Um, drums as in you still do you still practice drums are you or do you you know you practicing mixing more or is it kind of just a whole you know how how do you how do you fill your days i guess well actually with, with mix how i do quite a lot of uh, drumming you know a lot of people they they didn't really understand the concept behind you know the, the this project which it wasn't okay. really i'm one of them then. That, you know <laughs> i'm one of yeah, those people then yeah but for a lot of people it was just like well, he he became a DJ, yeah, and that was that was not really the case, you know. Mix out it's, it's it's electronic music, a lot more influenced than than what I do with Cavalier, but it's still it, it is a live band, and sometimes we do uh, DJ sets, and that's that's also another complete different thing, right? But okay. it is something that you know it, it's it's very similar somehow. To, to to what I do as far as like the the pr- process of writing music and and putting it out it's very similar to what, I, what I've been doing for the last twenty years it's just different formats you know with Mixel of course it's it's a lot faster you know it's it's based on on little releases with different labels and and different collaborations with different people so it's it's a bit more uh, I don't know not not as complex. Sometimes that's putting out an album with Cavalera, which it's a bit more predictable. Where you do your album, you get together with the label, and then you put it out. Yeah. 
there's a, there's a there's a um there's a kind of theme amongst what your brother does and what you do which is you're both um very collaborative do, is that do you think that comes from your brazilian roots is i mean where you know where does it come from because it's a really it's a really interesting kind of trait that you both have i think it's it's cool i mean for me i looked at it in, as all the collaborations we do it's usually with people that we really know really well as far as like it's not just you picking up a phone and, and saying like yes i would love to collaborate with mariah carey <laughs> you know and then just get the manager behind to try to make that happen so those collaborations for me they're they're like it's it's fine but it's not really how it works for for stuff that i do with max it has to be something about a bit deeper as far as like some kind of a relationship with a person and then from that it becomes more of like exchanging ideas and 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 writing something together so it's yeah. those collaborations usually they they a bit they're not as shallow as as just two managers liking the idea of the artists working together you know? yeah two managers in a marketing department saying hey wow yeah you, yeah if we if we get these two guys together we'll cover that dollar and we'll cover that dollar and we'll appeal to this market yeah. and that territory yeah yeah now um I, it's, a, it's a lot more organic basically it's uh it, it, yeah it's people who are friends creating together so hence that's what you end up doing exactly it's very very down to to really to exchanging more than than just you know being friends and, and bringing that into some kind of like a music that's yeah. pretty much the idea on our collaborations like we're really good friends we have a lot in common and then from that moment you you know start maybe shaping up on, on something musically and that's that's a, we really enjoy that Oh, that's cool, man. I mean, and, and um, uh, just so you know, this, the, the the interview we're doing now is going to come out on the um, on the Christmas podcast, and I'm I'm creating this cool. huge this huge thrash metal special Christmas podcast, right? So we've got we've got Schmear um, from Dis- Destruction. I've got yeah. Craig Lucero from Forbidden, um, Steve Souza from Exodus. Um, and your good self, which I happen to think is also a fucking amazing amazing lineup for a band. Because we yeah, that'll be that'll be a cool band too. <laughs> that'd be fucking awesome. We got we got Schmier yeah. bass backing vocals. We got Steve on vocals. We got Craig on guitars. Um, yeah. you, you know, you on drums. It'd just be phenomenal. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to make it happen. But you know, um, um, but it, it sounds good though. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah, that's that's it's kind of that's my Christmas present to like well myself and all the listeners, frankly. Yeah, um, that's but, cool. Um, uh, and speaking of um, uh, and speaking of the old school thrash, um, you know the the new album. Oh, Jesus Christ, you you went you went back to a place that um, you know w- was pretty kind of primal and brutal for that the album. I mean, you're you are, yeah. It's it's a hundred miles an hour in some places. Yeah, it, it was weird because like the the thing is, me and Max, we never really uh, talked. On, on how we would gonna do this record. And I think it was very spontaneous. Like we, of course we had a few demos that we exchanged back and forth with some riffs and, and very basic stuff before we went on the studio. But then I think what really shaped uh, this record, it was the fact that the first three songs we did, 
I decided to do like three fast songs to to start out. Yeah. And then after those three songs, I, I look, you know, me and Max, we sit down and then we were like, man, this, this is cool. Let's continue on this vibe. It sounds, you know, really cool. And the, uh, the atmosphere, is, it was really nice in the studio. So that's when the record kind of like took shape. Before, we haven't really talked about it. It was just like, yeah, let's do, you know, a record of stuff that we're enjoying right now, musically. And put it out. It was no big crazy plan behind of going back in the revisiting our past somehow and and all those things. It was pretty much just capturing what we wanted to play at that moment and how we wanted to play, and that's that's how the album came out. Oh, it's cool, man. It's got it for me. It's got a bit of a. Um, it's almost got a bit of a nail bomb feel about it. It's got that kind of. You know, the old school production, it's kind of real stripped back. Um, and, it, and it just, it feels like it, it, it feels like, the, like that, those kind of old days. It's, um, it's, quite, it's quite inspiring, I've got to admit. Yeah, I mean, the, the most important thing for us, we, we had a really good time doing the record. And that, I think, also that uh, translates... In, in relation to, to something like Nail Bomb, where we're just like not really uh, thinking too much, overthinking yeah. with stuff. So we just went for it. And I think in, in that sense, this, this record, it really has similarities to, to something like Nail Bomb. But it's it's the it's the whole age thing as well, isn't it? It's like when you when you're young, you just fucking do stuff. You know, people later on ask you, like, what was your thoughts behind this and this? And you're like, well, we just did it. That's like, you know, we we were young and we just fucking did it. And then the older you get, you find yourself kind of sometimes just you know thinking about stuff too much or or, or kind of questioning yourself, doubting yourself. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to just got to go for it. Yeah, and I think the. One of the reasons that we will be a- we were able to do that, I think, is the fact that we also have different projects. Yeah, and I think that that takes away a bit of the weight of doing everything in one project. Yeah, so that's a- kind of like I think you know it's very positive for any musician to have more than one thing happening. So this way, you can do certain things with more less pressure. Let's put it that way, where you can just go and do it. And then sometimes you you save yourself to do something completely different in, in a different project. So that's in that sense, I think it really works. Yeah. Otherwise, you, you just try to do everything in, in one thing and put all your ideas. And so I think it's positive to have many things happening at the same time. It's kind it's kind of a bonus as well, really, isn't it? You know, it's it's you get to work with your brother, you get to revisit that heavier side of music. You know, the well, not that heavier side of music, but the that more sort of you know metal, basically straight ahead. Um, yeah, and it's kind of all mixed up in one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that was the thing. You know, when Max invited me to do Cavalero and him, that was the idea behind. It was like. Of course, we love everything we've done in the past. We're very proud, but we can't really leave, you know, off the past, you know, just like a like a cover band of ourselves. Yeah. So the idea, it was to, to write new music and whatever comes up and we would play and have fun and hopefully people will enjoy what we're doing. That was the attitude of doing Casalera and that's why I, I jumped in it. 
after because after I left Sepultura, I was like, I don't really want to do this, you know. I just unless it's something like this with that kind of vibe, where I also do with Mixel, which is a bit more free. Yeah. We have you ever been tempted to actually put a band together? I know. I mean, I know you played on the Strife album, and um, have you have you ever been tempted to go back into that band environment or? Do your previous experiences kind of push you away from? I, that? I don't know if I have the age anymore. <laughs> to, <laughs> oh, you're not. Hey, hey, man, just steady with that, okay? Because we're the exact same age. <laughs> yeah, but I think mentally, that's that's what I meant. It's like, yeah, I know. Oh, man, I, it's really cool to do a band when when you nowadays. I don't know. I, I like projects more than bands. You know, where where you get together, you do thing, and you have less. I don't know less uh, responsibility behind. Yeah. So that's that's kind of like my vibe. It's rather than putting together a band and practicing and, and doing. For me, it's much more fun if you just do little things here and there and then get together with people that you love and you know and appreciate their music. And the thing is, as well, if you get together, like you say, with people that you love and you appreciate their music, if you're not doing a band together, you don't actually get, you don't actually spend enough time with them to fall out. Because <laughs> ultimately, yeah. you know, whenever you're in a band, I mean, I've, you know, you, you, you're, you're in bands with people that you like, but sooner or later, you're going to fall out about something, you know, you're going to get on each other's nerves. It's nice to just dip in and dip out. Yeah, I think it's, that's the positive thing about it. You know, you, you do have, enough time where where you you give space to each other so so you you never like fed up to the point that you don't want to see that person anymore or something so it's good yeah yeah exactly and it's nice to it's it's nice to hear you see hear you using some proper Brit, some proper british languages there as well fed up that was um yeah yeah you've de- <laughs> yeah you've definitely been over here a while now man. um uh, so um how are you, how are you in how are you enjoying the um uh, the english food or have you found yourself a good brazilian restaurant well actually i did found a, a good uh, brazilian restaurant but we also cook a lot at home and of course you know London, I think it's. I don't know if you go a bit more uh, to the, you know, to certain areas of the UK. But London has everything, man. You know, yeah. I, I think people are just lazy if they complain that they can't eat well here. Absolutely. There's so many, so many, you know, like different styles of food in London that it's it's ridiculous, you know. Yeah, totally. So I think yeah. you know. I think and and even you know, it gets a bad rap from people that don't know, you know, like, of course, if you know enough, there's this amazing food every corner here, like, great stuff, you know, from all over the world, so it's nothing to complain about food here. Yeah, absolutely, I was in, um, I was in London today, and I I had Hawaiian for lunch, (laughs) Um, that was a new, that was a new experience. Um, I I don't think I, I ever been to an actual Hawaiian uh, restaurant. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. There's there's two. There's one opened in Soho, and there's one um, near Good Street Tube Station, just off Percy Street. Um, nice. So yeah, look it up. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the details. Um, yeah, man, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's awesome. Um, but it, it, yeah, it, it's like you say, it, they are. I mean, I've lived here twenty years, and people are always saying, "Oh, it's you know, London's so expensive," and they're, oh, there's this and that. It's like, well, the, from the expensive thing, if 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 you're only ever on the main streets, you're always going to be treated like a tourist. 
But all you yeah, got, all you got exactly. to do all you got to do is get off the main streets and walk for five minutes, and you'll find some really cool shit. Exactly, man. And I I totally agree with with what you're saying because it's you know I I I also have a tendency to say the same thing about music when people complain that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, can't, I can't find any good music all my you know all I listen to my old stuff like you're just being lazy you know of course if you search enough you're gonna find amazing stuff happening right now in music so do you know what That's, you're absolutely right and you've reminded me of an amazing story uh, well it's not an amazing story it's just a story but um, it's amazing that I'm telling you it um, I um, back in the day God, it must have been probably I think it was about 1996 around the time of Roots um, a friend of mine uh, was a journalist working at one of the major newspapers in the UK and um, he said that he was um, he was uh, having a discussion with his friend about music, uh, another journalist, and this journalist was basically saying there was nothing original out there anymore, there was nothing new, nothing exciting, and um, uh, and music was pretty boring. And Roots hadn't been out that long, and I was blasting it in the flat all the time and telling him, like, you know, all about... Yeah, all about you guys and showing him all the artwork and that you know you'd, you'd been and played with these tribes and stuff like that and um he came home one day and he was saying oh we had this big you know we had this big argument at work about about uh music being boring so so um he um uh he hauled up sepultura as an example and told him this guy all about it and so they went out and they bought the album that afternoon and the guy wrote a huge huge piece in the newspaper about a week later about how you know these these guys from brazil were the saviors of original music yeah i mean i think that's really cool because it it's really about that you know it's really about searching you know yeah i mean i've been hearing this my whole life you know like from if you you know from my dad he used to say the same thing like oh i had all the bands now it's shit you know and that's going to be the same in 10 and 20 years you know it's if you're not going to search for music, you're not going to find it. Yeah. So you can go back to your collection and listen to your records. But I have to say that, you know, when you were in the urge for uh, for searching for music, it's really cool. You know, if you're, if you're a music lover, Absolutely. it's always good, you know, go to a certain, you know, record shop or, or even go online and, and just do a bit, a bit of researching. It's, it's enough to, to find a lot of cool shit happening. Yeah, exactly, and even now, with now online as well. I mean, you know, you can you can stream stuff. You can go to YouTube. You can you you know you can find you can find stuff. And I've 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 always been that way. It's, for me, it is always about discovering. I I'm, I always want to be I always want to be discovering the next great band, the next great album, the next thing that's gonna you know make me just you know feel fucking great when I listen to it. Um, yeah, and, yeah. It's great to have. It's great to have a whole collection of stuff that you go back to and dip into. But for me, it's it's always about what's coming next. Yeah, I th- I think that's cool because otherwise you you just become you know like lazy. You just like yeah, well, I don't need anything else. You know. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's not healthy. You know, for any any person to to be like that. So are you um are you still keep do you still keep um up to date with the metal scene and obviously there's a you know thrash is as big as has probably ever been if not bigger at the moment do you still keep um keep an eye and an ear on all of that stuff and your old contemporaries that's that's the thing you know of, of course 
it's very very hard to keep up with what's happening you know right this moment was the coolest you know wave of things and of course by having you know lots of friends and and you know a lot of people telling you you know certain things you get exposed to a lot of cool stuff yeah a lot of fresh you know new bands and but at, at the same time i don't really keep in one style you know i yeah. try to uh to do a lot of research in different styles of music and then then i can you know have a crazy uh collection of stuff that i can go from from ambient you know dark music to all the way to to extreme you know like very uh hardcore or metal and, and electronic music and also tribal music so all those those things for me are very uh very exciting yeah yeah no i i agree um speaking of which all different different projects you guys are working on and um, what did you think to uh kill or be killed so it was cool i think you know i was quite surprised how uh how melodic pop, it is yeah melodic and pop in a way yeah me too i was expecting something a bit more hard especially coming from from the background of like when you put together like the names i was six but it was also really cool to see that they went into a different direction with with the project and that's that's refreshing too to see that they they went surprise a lot of people with it so that's cool yeah no i was i was surprised in a good way um you know very very much so um are you guys um are you guys going to be touring the um uh, the new the new record anytime soon well, that's kind of like the plan. The plan it is to on uh, next year to do a few tours with Cavalera, like try to do some summer festivals in in Europe and and club tours also. But pretty much the whole year, it's gonna be trying to balance between what I do and then what Max do, and then do Cavalera in between. That's the idea we have. It's hopefully we can do a lot of shows. Putting yeah. together all those things. That's cool. See, I, so you, you're still a fan of uh, you're still a fan of going on the road. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great, especially you know nowadays. It's more like a family thing, you know. I get together with Max and we do some shows. It's it's almost like a little family reunion thing where sometimes I bring my kids. He brings his his kids. So it's really. It's really cool to see that. Yeah, it sounds it, man. I mean, it, it must be strange to look back. Do you, do you ever look back on those years when you weren't talking? It it, it must seem like kind of almost like a, a bad dream. Well, it's. I think it happens in in pretty much any any relationship. You know, sometimes with brothers, sometimes yeah. you know with with people that you're very close. That yeah. you need that time apart. You know, and I think at the end. The only thing that I, I think it's really cool is that, you know, we life's so short that we 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 did things in time where we came back and, and you know, rebuild our relationship as brothers first and then made music again together. So because sometimes that some people don't have that chance, you know, they, they yeah. you know, they fight or grow apart. And then when they decide to get back, maybe one of them is not here anymore. So I, I'm glad that we did that in time. 
Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. I've I've been in that situation, and there's nothing there's nothing worse than yeah uh, than not being able to recover that relationship. You know, someone passes away or something like that. And, yeah, you know, and you're just left with regret. And there's and I know, I know that, and that's that's one thing that I, I find. You know, I'm really thankful that we did it in time. You know, because we know life is crazy. It you know we can be gone anytime. Yeah, yeah, and um. Was it was it becoming was it becoming a, um, a father for the first time that kind of inspired you to to recontact Max? No, not really. I think it it, it was more you know like a situation you know with me leaving the band and and then I thought that you know like in, in my life that's kind of like where I needed to be at that point was the whole reconciliation in the sense that it only. That was what I needed to do, and then of course, ten minutes after that, Max already is thinking music because he's, <laughs> he's such a he's such a like a workaholic that yeah. he was like, "Hey man, how about if we play some stuff?" And I was like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be cool." And I was like, "Okay, man, okay." Uh, <laughs> yeah, but what, okay. one step at a time. First time you've spoken for oh, ten no, years. He, he's such, yeah, yeah, he's such a workaholic. It's crazy. Like I can't believe it. Like. Yeah, Every that... time I call, he's somewhere. He's never like stopped doing, and it's, it's mad, you know. He's but it's it's cool. That's what keeps him, you know, like really going, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, all, all his energy from that. I know. I was I was trying to um, I was trying to track him and Gloria down to uh, to have a chat in the summer, and it was like uh, it, was, it was like I ended up like trying to chase them around the country, um, and it was you know it was like they were on the run. They they're they're, they're yeah. never in they're never in the same place for more than like twelve hours. I know it's crazy, man. Yeah, no, I know. I thought so... that he he was gonna slow down a bit, but he he shows no signs that he's slowing down. Well, good. You know, I mean, it's um, it's hey, look, it, it, you know, he's he's kind of like a um, flag bearer for that that just that constant putting out the um, putting. I mean, you always say judge an artist by their catalog, um, not by their high points, not by their low points, but by their body of work, and and that's just serious body of work. Yeah, I, I call him the James Brown of metal. <laughs> he's like the hardest working guy in business man he's like james brown non-stop like crazy <laughs> yeah definitely um and um I, I read a quote of yours recently um uh where you said you thought it, well uh, you might have been misquoted so don't uh, don't get uh, we'll, we'll find out um where you were quoted as saying that you thought like you know the classic lineup re reuniting would be would be a cool thing for a for a tour or something like that um uh, firstly, was that correct? And you know, it, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I still say that. I think it would be really cool. But at the same time, I also put in in the in the sense that it's not something that is happening. You know, so yeah, I know. I, I totally understand the like the fans. You know, having this uh, this thing in the back of their mind. But you know, in reality, what I have right now just my personal like reunion with Max where we go back and you know we play songs that we wrote when we we're like 14 in our room and that's that's for me that's amazing yeah but of course you know if it happens if it's not something that I you know I lose my sleep over it but at the same time we're open to it if it's happening it's gonna be cool and we're gonna make it 
very cool way. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you and everybody else, man. It, it would seem like the entire world, um, other than Andreas, <laughs> um, thinks it's a good idea, um, which is a shame. Maybe he'll come round one day. Um, it might just take a few more years. That's fine, man. You know, each person has a completely different way of looking at things. Again, you know, so yeah, so it's it's fine. Yeah. If I, if I didn't, maybe if I didn't have this whole thing happening with Max, it would be something that would, you know, it would make me more angry about it. Like, oh man, we should do this, and but it's not really the case. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you have you sp- uh, sort of spoken to them at all since you left the band? I, no, I saw the guys a few times, but again, you know, like it's so crazy with everything we do. As far as like the schedules that we don't really, even if we tried, we would be hard to see each other. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, well, everybody's life's move, life moves on. I mean, you you live in London, you know, they're they're still touring their albums, and you know, everybody goes, everyone has their own path. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I get that. I get that. So, um, uh, going back to what we were talking about uh, right at the beginning, um. Would you uh, would you describe yourself as an Arsenal fan then? Yeah, I mean, I, I grew, I grew to to get into you know, and it's it's funny because somehow I think Arsenal it's a bit similar to to Palmeiras in the sense that you know it's like it's like Chelsea. I would I would look more into like it's more like São Paulo, which is a <laughs> bit more posh in a way. Yeah. Like with the team and Arsenal, it's in between, you know, like I think, of course, they are a bit more corporate, you know, I mean, as, as most yeah. teams in the in the Premier League, it has to be a bit more corporate, but yeah. but still, it has a bit of more of a Palmeiras vibe to me, where they're not quite like on the top and, you know, like winning everything. They have its moments where they go, you know, down and up, so yeah. that's... Well, yeah, so I, I have to say that I, I come here and, I, and then I continue to suffer. It's not all joy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, did you go to the FA Cup final? Yeah, actually, I, I went to see that. That was really cool. Oh, oh man, that's so. I'm really pleased for you because I know it was typical Arsenal as well. I haven't won a trophy for years and years and years, and then go two nil down. Yeah, I, I remember, like, because I went with a friend who who got the tickets and. He's also an Arsenal fan, and we're just looking at each other, going like, "Really, is this gonna really happen?" It's like, yeah. And then, of course, like they they turn the things around, but still, in the beginning of the game, it was almost like, "Man, they're gonna go out like this? This is so annoying," you know? Yeah, I know. And you start you start thinking of all the people that you know who are gonna be laughing at you and making fun. Oh of yeah, you. yeah. And you think? I mean, that that's. That's yeah. the story of my life. <laughs> Other people laughing at me because of football, man. <laughs> oh man, it sounds like um, it sounds like being a Palmeiras fan is not an easy thing. No, no, and I think that that's why I'm saying, like, you know, Arsenal, of course, had some years where they were like amazing, but yeah, I think for most years it's it's really people taking a piss of them, you know, and I, I can relate to that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's um, it, yeah, it's been many, many years. I'm, I've a lot of, I know a lot of Arsenal fans, and um, yeah, that FA Cup final was was just almost too much for them to take. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it, it's coming round. It's coming round. Um, are you a season ticket holder? Sorry, are you? A, uh, do you have a season ticket, or do you just have a friend who? Gets no, actually, like one of my best friends, he has a a season ticket. But he's also like uh, he plays electronic music, and he travels so much that I get to use his uh, season ticket pretty much all year. Ah, uh, right. Oh, that's nice. So, so. I, so yeah, so I, I I'm really pleased with that, you know, because it's like most of the time he's he's traveling and he's like, yeah, you can go, you know, and you, and then it's a free season ticket I have, so it's quite nice. Yeah, that that's cool. So you, obviously you're encouraging that friend to stay on the road, tour more. Um, yeah, make more <laughs> albums. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, hey, do you need a hand? Do you need a hand in the studio? Let's get this album finished before the season starts. Get on the road again. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> man. You guys gonna blow up again? <laughs> yeah. so I can be, you know, I can be chilling with your season tickets. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, have you? Well, another thing that uh, obviously London's um, got lots of. Have you been to any? Um, have you been to any comedy clubs while you've been over here? Not yet. I have to say that. Like we tour so much that usually when I'm home, I try to be more of like a family. Yeah, okay. I don't really go out that much as far as like unless I have to work or you know to play some play a show. Usually I chill a lot more at home with the kids and everything. So, but I, I definitely would love to to check out some some especially here. You know, like finding more about the. The humor here it'll be fun you know, oh, to see man. How, how, how yeah yeah look like live comedy is like music you know comedy is like music you've got to go see it live yeah definitely man definitely. And, and the other thing where it's similar about music as well is going to see comedy is is better if you go and see it in some dingy sweaty little basement that can only hold about 150 people they're all the best clubs yeah I, yeah, I think I can totally see the similarity. You know, it's like, oh yeah, especially in a smaller place because you, you put you the test, kind of like the test of fire. Yeah, that's right. And it's Absolutely, same, it's the same with the band. You know, like if you go down, it's almost like a microscope where you play in a small club, and you really have to dig down and, and do your thing. Otherwise. You're not going to survive, you know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Well, when the when the when the audience is like two feet away, you know, you you've got to deliver. There's no there's no hiding yeah. place. Yeah, and and, and it's I think it, it it has a lot of similarities. You know, it's like with timing and and also yeah, it's the same with the band. If you don't do, if you don't have your shit together, they're gonna be the first ones to smell that a mile away. You know. Absolutely, and also it's like the the other comparison as well. Is set lists, you know, you've got you've got to get your set list right, but you've also got yeah. to be, you've also got to be flexible because if you get halfway through your set and you're thinking this this is not this is not going the way it should be, you've got to be flexible enough to move stuff around to go right. Okay, we got to you know we got to we got to move shit around because we need to either win them back or take them off somewhere else. You yeah, know, and and you just got to be flexible. Yeah, otherwise you just do your thing and, and, and you're not really challenging yourself. 
Yeah, and you're becoming you're you're starting to do the autopilot thing where you know well, exactly, well yeah. this is the order I do it in every night and it works so and then one night it stops working you think oh right okay shit and you know I need to um I need to pay a bit more attention and maybe move stuff around. Yeah, no, it's totally true, man. Cool, cool. Well, I'm uh, I will um I'll get Andy. Well, I'll I'll send you some links uh, to some comedy clubs. Um and um, yeah. I'll find out. Uh, wh- what I'll do is um, once we once we once I finish recording, which I'll, I'll switch off in a minute. Um, uh, um, I'll find out what, so what part of London you live, and I can give you I can give you some really good um, tips on where to go. Because if you're in North London, I, there's one particular club that I know in North London that I play a lot, um, which is certainly worth checking out. Um, yeah, no, and, and next time you, you you know I'll definitely come and see you, man. Next oh, cool, that'd be awesome. Around. Oh, that'd be awesome. Well, are you at? Um, are you anywhere near Crouch End? Um, I'm in Tufnell Park. So oh, I, right, I don't okay. Know. Yeah, you're not. You know, you're not. You're not. You're not a million miles away at all. You're not far away at all. Um, it's it's a really cool club, man. It's a really cool club. Cool. You'd, you'd love it. Basement no windows it's the oldest club in london um it's been going for 25 years everyone's played there you know and if you go down there uh i'm down there quite a lot and when you you're always seeing comedians down there testing material out you know people like eddie Izzard just turn up to go and try 10 minutes of new material out and uh, that's cool yeah it's a really really cool place man um well i'll um i'll send you a link um, yeah, I mean, sure you, you, you got my it. number. If you, if you send me a a text with a, like a message with, with your email, I'll, I'll send you an email, and then we have our contacts. Cool. Okay, man. Let's do that. Let's do that. Cool. I'll introduce Perfect. you to the world of the comedy underground. Yeah, man. I'm totally down. <laughs> I tell you what, that'd be great. We'll do a comedy project. Yeah, drums and cool. uh, tr- drums and stand up comedy. We've got to fucking make it work somehow. <laughs> Yeah, like blessed beats and uh, and laughs. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, talk about talk about the, what's the key to comedy and drumming? Timing. Fucking yeah. hell. <laughs> <laughs> we'll soon find out if I can tell jokes in time. Um, well, look, uh, Igor, it's been uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time out to have a chat. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Really appreciate it. I'm going to send you a text uh, with my email, and um, and then uh, I'll send you those links. Great man, we'll be in touch. Cool man, um, have a good Christmas, and I might bump into you in Arsenal game because I'm going to a few soon. Yeah so, man, uh, uh, I, you you see me suffering there, throwing <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah yeah, look, I'm a Leeds fan. Don't talk to me about suffering. Oh man, come on, <laughs> we that's a that's us. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, it sucks. All right. Oh, anyway, look. Hey, we're back at the beginning now. We're back at where we started. That's it. Yeah. we can. We can stop with football shit <laughs> that's it right, it's absolute pleasure Igor lovely to speak to you um, I'll send you all that information have a great Christmas and um, look after right, yourself you too brother see you later man ok bye bye take care bye bye so there's, um, there's Igor and I chatting away like a couple of little cockneys eh um, yeah covering everything football food you name it um it was a really good chat, actually. Um, I, he hasn't managed to make it to a gig of mine yet, um, but um, hopefully um, he will. It's been um, it, it was really cool talking to him, actually. Really cool, just a, a thoroughly nice guy. I, I know, I know, I know. I always fucking say this afterwards. And look, I will be honest. If if I do end up in an interview that is 
shit or with a dickhead. Yeah, you 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 will know. I will tell you. Well, you'll be able to tell in the interview for a start. Um, but everybody that I've that I've met this year, and I, and I suppose um, as much as a thanks to you guys for listening, a thanks to everybody who's been on the show, um, which is. It's quite a long list, you know. It's um, the guys from Gamma Bomb, Zentrix, Lawmower Death. Hey, Lawmower Death? No, we're not Adam. Um, uh, Chad from Hell Yeah, Bobby from Overkill, uh, Tommy from Prong. I mean, the, the, the list goes on, and it's been it's been awesome. I can't, you know, can't. I, I, I just can't believe it. I can't believe it, and I'm and I'm, I can't thank you guys enough again. I know. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. Um, keep it going, keep shouting talking bollocks at gigs, you know, bollocks, bollocks back, talking bollocks, let's let's see if we can make that a thing, let's see if we can annoy some really big bands, it'd be really good to go along and just fucking annoy some people. Um, just so you know, I did try and get, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I think it was in part one, I did try and get Mila um, on the podcast, but he didn't have time, uh, I also tried to get uh, Machine Head, um, even if it was just, uh, well, not even if it was just, but I was actually quite keen to speak to Phil Demmel and have a little bit of a chat about violence, but um, he wasn't he wasn't available, neither was Rob. Um, there is a couple of interviews that are hovering out there. There's a, a couple of... There's a couple of there was going to be a thrash drummer special. There was two other drummers I was talking to about coming on the show. They both said yes, both up for it. Um, but it, it's just been proving difficult to get hold of them and actually nail down a time. Um, so maybe that'll be early next year. But, um, you know, plans for next year, more interviews... Um, Obviously, with the good and great of metal, but and and not just um, like old thrashers. I mean, for instance, the the interview January's episode, um, the the two bands featured in January are going to be Destrage or Destrage, um, and um, and Protest the Hero, two very um, modern bands. Uh, one one of them uh, had an album in my top five of twenty thirteen, and one of them has an album in my top five of 2014. So a nice little bit of symmetry there. And weird thing is as well, Protest the Hero and Destrage were actually touring together in Europe. And Destrage were, were, weren't allowed to do the UK leg. They were replaced by another band. So it's quite cool that they're ending up on the same podcast. Oh, isn't that fun? Um, isn't, again, a nice little bit of symmetry. Um, but look, all it remains to be said by me is, yet again, thank you very much. I really, 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 really appreciate. Um, I... Is anybody is anyone spotted that I'm just filling I'm just filling now? Um, no, seriously, I really really appreciate um, you know all of you guys. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. It's Christmas time. We let in metal and we banish AIDS. It's just rhyming here. But in this world of plenty, I can spread a smile of joy. Yeah. Um, uh, I honestly don't know where that came from. That was that. Uh, <laughs> that was a little bit of. Um, I think that was um, James Hetfield. Does um, does uh, do they know it's do they know it's do they know it's Christmas? Do they know it's Christmas time? Yeah, again. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I think I've had. Um, I think I'm coming to the end of my uh, of my metal life of this year. Um, that didn't make sense. Any kind of sense. Anyway, I'm just asking about just having some fun here now because it is the end of the podcast. It's the end of the Christmas podcast. So there it was. Talking bollocks, thrash metal, Christmas special. Hope you enjoyed it. Now it's gone. You can listen to it again, and there might be a little one coming in between Christmas and New Year. You're just going to have to hang on for that now. Anyway, um, I've got a bit giddy. I think I'm I'm actually just a bit uh, really excited that I've I've got to the end of this because um it, it's it's been playing on my mind doing this whole thing um and um and I just I I I wanted to make sure that you know I got it out there um and it's done it is done we have done the Christmas thrash metal special um I hope you've all uh, either having had or are in the middle of a, a an enjoyable festive period happy holidays to you all your friend in metal Howard H Smith I am signing off um I'm, I'm, I'm not signing off this year, but I'm certainly signing off for Christmas. I hope you all have a great time. Next time I speak to you will be to, between Christmas and New Year, and we can, um, we can, oh, we can, I can tell you what presents I've got. It'll be so exciting. Of course it won't be. Um, so anyway, the way to go out is, um, is with some thrash, isn't it? For fuck's sake. Um, this is Scimitar. This is the final, tr- final track off the Plague in the Vatican EP. Um, this is called Innocent X. I hope that's not a fucking Roman numeral on the end of that fucking song. That's for fucking sure. You know what I'm like with the old Roman numerals? Bit of a fucking dickhead. So, um, so anyway, this is uh, Scimitar, Innocent, Innocent X. Make sure you check them out. Find them on Facebook. Check us on Facebook. Check us on Twitter. Check us on everything. Spread the word. You're, you're a fucking... You're the best audience anybody has ever had. I cannot thank you enough. I really mean that from the bottom of my bollocks, from the bottom of my um, bottom of my balls. I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a great year. Let's have some fucking fun next year as well. Um, and this is Scimitar Innocent X. And this is me, Howard H. Smith, signing off, peeps. Happy Christmas. Yo-ho fucking ho.